Previously on Useless Podcast. No, they don't need to follow Microsoft and Sony's footsteps. Two, they're not going to be in the leapfrog. They're not going to be way behind. Three, reason why I say this, because they have been dominating since your fathers were born, your grandpas were born. You know, I, I, I could just keep going down. You know what I'm saying? What else? They sold so many consoles that I had to go and do the research by myself because I was just being so protective with PlayStation, got good games than Nintendo. And I had to go. No concern of Nintendo's not doing what we're doing. I'm just telling you the other arguments, man. I'm not telling you that Nintendo needs to change. I'm just saying that's not, what the, that's what groups would say. That's what they're gonna say. That if they if they want to compete on the same level, because right now it looks like Nintendo. But what, they granted, need, right, right, but what do they need to compete for? If the number tells you what it is, they're on top. They're on How, top. But my point is that they're on top on console sales, but overall game game accolades they aren't even close there's nothing that's even close to like because they're leaving the way. money on the table by not putting enough content on their subscriptions if they find a way to resolve that it's over for sony and microsoft that, that's kind of the, that's the point though right is that you the way you get more content is you get developers to no, make content. i'm not talking about developers i'm talking about the content that they have that they don't want to put out there that's that what I'm talking about. Pro- that's their problem. That's their biggest. That you have content. Yes. You don't put on the market. That's- you said it. You already said it. Breath of the Wild Two is going to be pretty massive for the, the current switch we have now to handle. Why trying to limit it like how they like how they doing with PS4, and PS5 games, Xbox One, and Xbox Series games? Why? Why just come that way? Say that again. Go ahead, man. Say that again. I didn't just hear you. If it's too big, put another expansion pack on it. Make it make make it work. Yes. <laughs> Nintendo is famous for add-ons and bolt-ons and slot-ins. Like, like they could for sure like throw out your old Switch dock and and throw this one in, and it's got an external GPU in it. Or like put these two things where your controllers go, and you get fifty percent more processing power. Like they've got something crazy. And their R and D yeah. lab that, uh, like the whole cardboard thing, like they've got That's so many fair. ideas out there. Said I, and I agree with you guys. If you don't necessarily need to make a pro to make this game work, then do it. That's less money for you to spend, right? Less money for you us to buy a brand new console to play a game that we all want to play. I, I rather them not cut away a Breath of Wild too, because just to answer your question. If you do not have Nintendo DNA, you don't have no access to play their games. So, Uncle Phil Spencer, you're not going to see Mario games on Game Pass. We're not going to see any Nintendo games on PC because what they're going to do, they're going to ruin the whole game with modding. We don't have time to see the most iconic IP be ruined. No, we're not going to, they're not going to go that route. And I'm glad they made that statement. I'm glad they made that statement.
know what to do. What's up, everyone? This is Mars Man here, and welcome to the USAS podcast. So, if you have not watched this, I don't know why you haven't to this point, but you can find this on Spotify. You can find this on what we got. We got YouTube. We got a bunch of different platforms out there. Please make sure you go watch the previous episodes because last time we were here, you know, we were talking all Nintendo. We were going over, you know, uh, all these new new ideas, new, new topics, especially the big ones like the fact that Nintendo Shop was shut down on the Wii U and the 3DS. We are talking about the new games being shown at the Direct 2022. We were talking about whether or not Nintendo should be even purchasing new IPs or new, new developers like Microsoft and Sony have been doing. We were discussing the fact that Breath of the Wild 2 was delayed to the next year and discussing whether or not we would be showing up to this new Nintendo theme park. But we got to jump into the new new podcast of the day and we obviously have to go over the people we need to accomplish this feat. So first we got Porter Rock here. How you doing, man? Hey, what's going on, Mars? What's going on, Yusef, man? Appreciate the invite. Thank you so much, man. I'm ready to rock out, but thanks for the invite, man. Hey, everybody, Porter Rock 77, your only friend in these YouTube streets. Y'all heard? <laughs> and of course, we got the you know the man, the myth, the legend, Usos. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. You know, it's been a long time since you know me and Mars, man. You know, done podcasting, and you know, it's been a you know a harsh time trying to get you know Portal Rock into my upcoming podcast that's about to release pretty soon. You know, he's a dope right. content creator. He's very intriguing, hilarious. So here, what we're gonna talk about is. You know what's been going on with sony um last month you know recently they went over the uh, state of play and from what i enjoyed from it was that they cover resident before remake you know i was assuming that was going to be exclusive because then i was just going to make you know these xbox go and buy themselves a playstation console in order to play that game but it turned out that it's going to be a multiplayer game and then they covered callisto uh protocol and that's how i think that's how i pronounced it which I know for a fact that I'm going to get that on PlayStation because I'm going to have the experience with um with the haptic feedbacks and, you know, just the, the performance. So the first thing I want to talk about is um what did you guys enjoy from the state of play? So since we got a newcomer in here, Portal Rock 77, I want to ask you about your thought about the state of play. Oh, okay. Wow. So we're going back a little bit. Um, so overall, I thought it was a good state of play. So, um, we're going to start back. So when Sony first had their first state of play, it was abysmal. <laughs> I, I, I was like, um, I had the setup podcast, but like, Hey, I'm gonna stream the state of play live. I was like, I will never do this again. So since that day on, almost every state of play since then wasn't that enjoyable, but it seemed like the last three, I would say Sony really got in their groove. Um, but this recent state of play was really good. I think it was it's especially how the summer of games kind of kicked off. Um, but I did like some of the games like Resident Evil um, on VR. I think that was probably the most intriguing. Um, I think that was from the state of play, Resident Evil 8 VR announcement, um, if I remember correctly. So that was on there. And I think that was probably what intrigued me the most for me personally, because I played Resident Evil 7 in VR. And I'm Ooh, telling you, if wow. you guys never got the opportunity to do that. Nope. It's nope. a totally different game. Yes, it is. It's a, to nope. it's a totally different game. I'm good. The, the intensity is just on a whole new level. It was nothing. No, I never experienced a Resident Evil game like that until I played Resident Evil 7 in VR. VR just takes it to a whole new level. 
So I'm looking forward to playing that. And I think that was one of the big things for me on the show. But overall, I think Sony did a fantastic job with the show. I think they finally figured out what state of play actually is supposed to be, right? It's, it's actually not a showcase, but at the same time, it's not supposed to be a waste of time for us either. You know, I think they hit just in the right spot. Crystal Protocol is another one. That game looks like a banger. Definitely um, copping that one. Um, I wish I had my notes because I did talk about it on my podcast and stuff like that. Um, but it's been a while. But overall, I was really happy with the uh, state of play. I think it was really good. It was a great way to kick off, you know, the summer of games. I think, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing more state of plays. As long as they keep with that format, uh, how they have it now and not what they did earlier. Okay. Okay. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Uh, we're going to go to Marsman Gaming. What was your take on the state of play? Even though I'm pretty sure you covered that on your, your own platform. But yeah, now yeah I had a... But yeah, on, I had a video. Yeah. Before you yeah. do the same thing, I think your mic is not as clear. So if you want, it's not clear. No, it's clear, but it sounds like it's. Echoing. It sounds like you're in a hallway. Like if you're in a hallway. Yeah. Oh really? Okay. Right, let me make sure that we're all good here. Yeah. Uh, let's get that situated, man. I want this to sound good, bro. You guys hear me, all right? Yeah. Now. There you yeah, go. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Let's go. There you go. I was gonna say, I was like, dude, I got this road podcaster mic. I'm like, what the hell is this thing doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesus. All right. Well, all right. Well, so uh, yeah, I did a whole video. I did the 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 good, the bad, the ugly of the uh, state of play. I kind of, uh, I kind of, my analysis was, I like the announcements of like some big games like Resident Evil Four and the Spider-Man Remaster was a was a good thing to see because they need to bring that game to the new to the new uh, PS5 and PC. And obviously, the VR games were great and. Seeing things like Callisto Protocol was a cool game. Mm -hmm. um, the downside that I kind of saw was they didn't come out with a lot of specific exclusives. Like the VR was great. That's exclusive, obviously. But then they they had the Final Fantasy 16, which is most likely going to be it's, it's all yeah. exclusive. But they didn't have like a lot of just like I was looking for God of War to be the big drop that they had at the state of play. And they didn't. And that's why I was like disappointed because I was like, if you showed up with God of War and with a gameplay trailer of some kind, like I would have been like, like ecstatic because, mm -hmm. I, and we'll talk about God of War later, but like I think God of War is like one of those games that Sony needs to really push and say gameplay, gameplay. Well, this is what we're showing you, and 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 I think that they did a good job showing good titles that were important. But like the, if you really think about the exclusives here, they had Final Fantasy 16 and they had Stray. And that's it. Like, I mean, all the other ones and, 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 and Eater Nights, I think, were the only exclusives. I th from my recollection and based on what I'm seeing here in the VR game, sorry. Those mm -hmm. are the only things that were exclusive. Everything else yeah. is multi-plat. And I'm like, you know, you, you can't be pushing Stray as being a big exclusive that I should try out because it's a, it's a game about a cat. Like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not, <laughs> give me God of War. I'd rather yeah. have that one. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they had some good announcement. I like the the pacing, but they just didn't show me enough exclusives. And and obviously God of War announced anyway. That's great, yeah. but just show me some gameplay of that. Okay, good stuff, good stuff. Now I want I wanted to mention this because I forgot to mention. So yes, I was kind of upset. You know they didn't they didn't show us what what we expected to see, which was the God of War. You know release day or just gameplays yes i forgot to mention that you know final fantasy 16 that was one of the most intriguing things yeah. that i enjoyed watching yeah. but also there is something that i wanted to um say was that you know i kind of feel that you know this generation is not going to feel as how we how we want it to be because recently they mentioned how sly cooper and infamous they're not they're not planning on bringing that back 
because they're they're mainly focused on you know trying to work on these live service games and you know just trying just trying to like i guess trying to compete with their rival but as hardcore gamers like me who, who just die hard ready for like um triple a games i feel like that's what that's what they didn't show show us in the state of play so mm -hmm. is there anything you guys want to um say before we move on to the next thing so, yeah so i want to say i think i think one thing we're gonna have to get used to because I think we've all been gaming for a long time, right? And yes. I think we got used to fed information at a certain point, like E3, summer. Um, uh, Tokyo Game Show, September. Gamescom, August. And I think we got used to getting certain pieces of information at a certain time throughout the year. And I think now that 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 method of delivery is no longer applicable. So, like, for example, at the time, like, if we would have had this conversation, let's say if we all got together the day after State of Play, and you and all the points you made about God of War, we all would have been like, "Oh yeah, you're right, man. What the hell was going on? Was God of War? We didn't get nothing. Sony's dropping the ball." But now, when you look at it, the reason why they didn't show instead of play because this is how they want to deliver God of War. You see, and we're not used to that. Like we're not used to just a random July, boom, we're about to God of War release day November. You know, you get to have um your know, pre-orders for the these special editions starting July fifth. We're not used to that. We're not used to just one day waking up and, oh, Spider-Man coming out March 23rd. You're like, wait, what? Like, w w like we're used to those announcements. Like, the first Spider-Man was at E3. That's what we learned. That's what we're used to. If you're going to announce Spider-Man, announce at E3. But we're not used to a random September Wolverine. Like, that's, you see? And I think we're going to have to start getting used to that of when these yeah, companies decide to show their big games because it's, it's not something we're used to. So just because you didn't see it on this special event, they may have something totally unique and separate for their games. And I think we're going to have to get start getting accustomed to that dynamic vice, what we're used to. You know, get the big announcements in June. Get the big Japanese announcements in September. Those days are over. They could just tailor it to be like, hey, we're going to have a showcase in October. Boom. And you're like, what? October? Like, that's just so weird, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and I think that and I think we're gonna and I think especially us as content creators, mm -hmm. that doesn't help us, right? Because yeah. we're trying to, you know, we're trying to like content, talk about it, you know. So we're used to all right, June, this is gonna happen. We might get some God of War info, and then, then they don't say nothing. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, All right, you guys ain't saying nothing. Then all of a sudden on July seventh, God of War's coming out, and you're like, What? Man, listen. <laughs> like Man, how can you know I'm how can you prepare? This the channel for that listen, on these yeah. random days listen you know? when i saw that on my channel and i think it was marsman that had posted it i was yeah. like yo man this can't be real but either way i'm going to pre-order it regardless so that day i had called games so i said when's the pre-ordering available and they said uh we ain't have any info yet and then i look and i think i went to your channel uh portal and it said mm -hmm. you know july 15th so mm -hmm. i said say less say less but yeah. um to interject about the whole Spider-Man remaster, listen, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't pretty upset about it because if you look at it like as a business-wise, Sony is struggling to um deliver, you know, consoles because you know the chip shortage, so they don't even have enough funds to you know make more PS5. That's that's how I see it. So, because I remember a while back, um, you know, guys were saying that all these PlayStation exclusive games is gonna go elsewhere, but it's still not, it's still not on Xbox or Nintendo. Which is which is a good thing to me. So, okay, I'm not surprised because I kind of peeked that that's what they needed to do, but it does hurt me as well. It hurts the gaming history of exclusive, exclusivities. 
that's how I see it. All right. Yeah, and, and kind of the carry on with God of War. I really hope they come out with a conference. Like, I know they did that for Horizon Forbidden West when mm. before that game came out, they had a whole conference, just like a just that a state of play. Alone. I think it was a state yeah, of play. It was a state of play. Yeah. Just to show us, like, the look, and it was like, damn, this looks, like, phenomenal. And I want them to do the same thing for God of War because, like, I'm like I'm can't wait to play that game. Like mm-hmm. I'm itching to play it, but I want to see like what do they what do they have? I want to see some gameplay. I want to see mm-hmm. like you know I want to see it in action. Um, and I think we only had like one trailer. I think up to this point, and that was last year. We had like some glimpses of some yeah. gameplay, and yeah, and I was like, and it was just like I wish we had more because I I like seeing gameplay walkthroughs, and I know that everyone starts critiquing the crap out of it, but like I like watching that. I like seeing like all right, this is a mission. Mm-hmm. Let's let's see this little checkpoint. What happens here? You know. What I want, I just want a teaser of Thor. I just want to see how, 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 because you know they're going to make him into a badass. They Man, got to. They, they cannot cheap out on Thor. They have to make him yeah. as incredible. Like, I want him so incredible that they probably have a potential DLC where I'm hoping, this is what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that, that they create such an incredible character that there's probably DLC of a mission or like a six hour, seven hour campaign of just Thor. And you play that like something, man. I'm just, I just want that. I just want a teaser because, like, if you, you, you're, I'm assuming we all play God of War. You seen yeah. like the secret ending, um, towards the end, and yeah. then like you know the the, the thunder and yeah. and Kratos and his son is like, what the hell's going on? They get the weapons and then they're out, you know, they walk out the door and Kratos is like, who are you? And the guy just flips his thing and you see Mjolnir. I was, and then it ended that way. I was like, oh hell no! Nah. So like, I need to see. This Thor, I need to see the badass Thor that they envision. I got to see this dude. Okay, so before we, you know, get on to the God of War topic, um, right. is, does that conclude everything with the state of play? Because I really want to talk about this. But who, who, who's about to say something? So I want to say, so what was your last part particular to Spider Man, right? So Spider Man exclusives, because so this is my thing about games going to PC because there's a lot of everybody has a lot of bunch of different talking point points but I think the one common ground is is this and this is why I try to teach everybody is that there's nothing wrong with 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 Sony eventually putting their games on PC it's a business move more gamers get to play it but as far as the console gamers the main concern for us console gamers is day and day and it's not because we don't get to talk trash or stuff like that it's not that is that the strength of the console is when a first-party provider creates a console, it is their responsibility to bring out the very best. It's not EA, it's not Ubisoft or Capcom that's convincing us to choose PlayStation over Xbox. They don't care. They make multiplats, they put their games on every device, and they generally try to create a good game that all devices can play. Okay, you say that, well, but why did they Why they didn't do that last gen? Why they didn't do that well, last generation when, when PlayStation 4 was around? Because we were oh, able to have a lot of PlayStation 4s to be, you know, bought in and played. So I can say that. So main reason is, remember, PlayStation 4 was the reset to their mess up with the PS3. They had to focus on bringing back the brand to where it was at. Remember, they ended off the generation with 85 million console sales and the PS3 made no money for them at all. Yeah. Zero dollars. Mm-hmm. They were... PS3 did nothing for them. They still, towards the end, got good faith in gamers. You know, with The Last of Us, Infamous. They went out with Demon Souls. They were creating all these type of multiplayer games, Mag, all that stuff. So they had good faith in the gamers in the sense of they ended off the generation strong, but they didn't end it off financially strong. They were still going through it as a company. 2014, they shut down their PC sector. They were still going through it. So the PlayStation 4 
got them back to where they needed. It got them back to pre-PS3 levels, right? Now, over time, more research, more marketing research, they're trying to see, you know what? There's ways to make more money by doing this stuff, you know? Putting out games PC two years later. Sean Layden was on Jay Barry's podcast, personal podcast on What's Up PlayStation. He was the one that actually thought of the idea of putting games on PC, right? So he was live on the air on their podcast. Um, and this was post after he left, you know, PlayStation. And he specifically said the reason why he made this decision was because he, and this was his vision. I can't speak on Jim Ryan because he didn't openly say how he's trying to do it. But when Sean Lane made the decision to put games on PC, he wanted to introduce PlayStation games to a different ecosystem. Okay. Because the way he the way he saw it was a Telling PlayStation gamers who already own PlayStation, hey, check out this new game that doesn't grow the ecosystem because they're already there. So how can he say, hey, I got these games, but not everybody's on the ecosystem to actually know we have these games to be like, hey, come try this ecosystem out. So he's like, you know what? Let me put some of these games on that ecosystem. And then maybe they could be like, you know what, man? These games are actually good. When the new stuff come out, I'm a cop, a console also with it. So not necessarily convert PC gamers to consoles, just also consider getting a console so you can play some of these games day and day, you know, or, or, you know, playing these games when it comes out on console that day. So it is a good strategy from Sean Layden's part because that's like average and it worked because there's a lot of PC gamers, especially now the consoles can do actual 60 frames per second, which is really important for them because a lot of PC gamers aren't the high end 4K gamers. Most of them are playing the 1080p to 1440p. So they're fine with PS5 performance now that you can hit 60 frames. A lot of them, they play Horizon um, Zero Dawn on PC, and they love it. They're not going to wait another two or three years for Forbidden West. They're not doing it. So they don't mind paying $500 to play Forbidden West and all this stuff, right? The thing for day and date, though, where you put consoles and PC day and date, it's not the trash talking, you know? The problem is Sony's responsible, Xbox responsible to bring the best product that you can for this console because they're the ones that sold us the console yes right sony sony's the one that's trying to convince me to buy a ps5 xbox the ones convincing me to buy an xbox nintendo is the one convincing me to buy a switch so it's on them to come out with the best but when you make your first part developers multi-platform developers meaning hey your game's gonna come on console and it's gonna come on a pc at the same time you can't prioritize one product over the thank other. you thank you and that's that's where I have the issue. Okay, so, so this is where it leads to the next thing I want to talk about. So, yeah. Marsman, do you have anything to say before we move on to the next thing? Because this this correlates to what me and you have discussed. Off of what Carl Rock platform. Said. Well, I mean, the only thing I'll say is that it depends on also the how easy it is for games to transfer over, right? I think that's kind of the, one of the big things that Porter Rock was talking about, like because then if you're if it's struggle to have, like for example, most PC devices are Windows devices. Xbox is running off of that similar type of processor, right? So it might be a little easier for Microsoft to be able to do a game that's going into an Xbox console and a PC because they're running off the same processors, right? For Sony, it's, it's a little different because they have a different style. So I can also agree and say, listen, I think Sony's doing a smart way of saying, 
we're going to prioritize putting it on cons on our consoles and let's dish out some of our key games to go on pc to try to bring some uh, some pc players to say hey maybe i should drop a game uh drop money to buy a console so i can play it on the date it comes out rather than wait longer but when it comes to microsoft i think it's easier for them to transfer because they already have that same processor that goes on pc most pcs and xboxes so for them it makes more sense to keep it the day and date for for xbox games because they're running the same thing like like the fact is like i think the downside that microsoft has sometimes is try to keep all games going on like older gen consoles like xbox ones and stuff that's where they start to struggle in a lot of their cases because like for example halo infinite a lot of people say that halo infinite struggled because they are trying they put so many resources in keeping the game playable on xbox ones rather than prioritize playing only on pc and xbox series x and s consoles so they lost out on what they could possibly have done if they just stuck to the newer stuff Keeping day and date for Microsoft makes sense because I think it's just similar processors. Sony, I think, is doing it the right way for their perspective because so the PS5 is a different processor than most PCs do. So they have to kind of have based on situations that they kind of do it a certain way. Now, I, I for PC players that don't have a console, they're like, I really wish it would come out right now so I could just get it on Steam or something yeah. right away. Like, I mean... I, who would want to play God of War, want to play, you know, Last of Us on PC if you if you haven't played it before? But um, I can understand that perspective, but I do understand Sony's perspective as well that they're trying to grow their product. Like, so they're saying, we're, we're going to give you some games on PC, but you're going to have to wait. Like, we, we need time to process this. We don't want to send this out and have a cyberpunk situation on our hands and have a garbage release on, on a, a PC. You know what I mean? Because that's like the biggest player base is PC. So you don't want to have a bad look on that. You know, so I could I could agree with both okay. perspectives there. So let me ask you one point. Can I say one point? So we'll yeah. use Microsoft because you brought a good point. So let we'll use Starfield for example. Mm-hmm. Let's say Microsoft cut Starfield out of the PC loop, and let's say they cut Xbox Series S loop. So you're not even making the game on the let's say a Series S didn't even exist. So only the Xbox Series X and Starfield is only gonna be made for that one console. You don't think that because now all focus is just on this one console, one architecture, they can get the most out of that Series X because they have no worries about if we make this decision for the Series X, this might impact the low-end GPUs on PC. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no consider Like, you don't care about no other device. It's only this device. And whatever this device can do, we're going to do it. And the hell with any other device. We'll worry about that two years from now when that day comes. But for now, the Series X, this is what we got. Hey, we can do this, then do it. Because we don't have to worry about the Series S. Hey, but, you know, like they'd be like, like right now, they make a game, they do something. They'd be like, well, we can't really do that because the Series S, that might really, you know what, then don't do it. Because the Series S is consideration, you see? And that's why I think where the advantage of console has because console already has some disadvantages you can't upgrade it you can't add more stuff once you buy it that's it that's what you got for four five six years yep so this console has to survive four five six years and while the pc is consistently getting more powerful more powerful doing better the only strength of the console has is developers getting used to it and taking advantage of every capability that console was able to do and i think with day and date all you did was now you just made your console a generic device. It is it's no longer a console, it's just the man, game. And then I, you I'm got, so glad I got him because, on here, man. Because because in reality, you now got the game and you got device one, device two, device three, device four, device five, device six. It's just a device now. 
and it is what it is. And every device has to work in some form or fashion. And it's just, it's overall still going to be good, but don't ask me to make device three the priority when I still have to, because when you think about it, you got more platforms, right? Like Microsoft, look at the situation Microsoft put themselves in. You got the Xbox Series X, you got the Xbox Series S, you got now mobile because of cloud strategy, and now you got PC. But guess what? Microsoft did not gain time. You still got to release these games within four or five years. You don't got nine years Bro, to release these games. Marsman, you, you, got, you, got, you got more platforms, but you still got to try to turn out these games in a four or five year cycle. You, we, we can't wait eight years to release a game. You got to do it in four or five years still. And, and Sony's going through it too. Let's not, with, with the deal they have in MLB now, where they have to put their games multi-platform, think about it. Before, Sony only had to worry about MLB The Show coming out on PlayStation every year. Now, they have to worry about coming out every year on Xbox and Nintendo. And notice they're doing it slowly, because the next platform after that is going to be PC. Next year, the game's going to come out on PC. Notice Sony's doing it tiered. Last year, it was just PlayStation and Xbox. This year, now you got it on Nintendo. Guarantee, next year, is going to be on PC. And the same company don't get more time. From March to March, you got to release this baseball game. But now you're going to have four platforms. You know? You don't get more time. So what usually happens? You end up looking like Madden. It is what it is. You you get what you get. Yeah. Man, look, oh, listen, man. Porter Rock, listen, you make a lot of great points. Yes, he there's, is, There's man. a few things. There's a few things, all right? So firstly, when it comes to time, all these developers are running around the same time, even if they were adding more people. Because Sony games are coming out taking the same amount of time as even Xbox is doing. So it's like, I don't know necessarily it changes time because... Some of the games, like so Sony Last of Us, took the same amount of time as it did to make a Halo Infinite, right? It's the same amount of time. No, that's what so, I'm saying. It's the same amount of time, but like, you got more platforms. You got more to deal with. As because think about it, PlayStation right now, you got you got. Let's say for example, I'll use um, I'll use Deathloop. Um, maybe Deathloop's about. I'll use Demon Souls. Demon Souls probably took them four years to make, but they only had the PS5 to worry about, as compared to four years. And now you got the PS5 and you got PC now to worry about. You understand? The more you add platforms, the more you have to work with different architectures. You have to hire more skill sets. You have to hire more people. In other words, you would you say this? Do you, do you throughout your years of gaming, have you noticed generally first party usually has some type of quality benefit over third party? Like usually like Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox, when they're out there, when they were out there exclusive height, First party just has this level of quality that third party, you know, doesn't have. There's only a few third parties that really, like Rockstar is usually generally good, CD Projekt Red, but for most part, most third party don't usually reach the level of exclusive first party. And I think oh, I it's think because it's... of that balance of multi-platform, because multi-platform, they generally just try to make a journey, which is fine. They, may, they generally make a great game for all platforms, and nobody's really holding them to that, to that first party quality of a Nintendo title. Or when Xbox, you know, during the 360 era, when they were on their top of the game as a first party, or even Sega, Genesis, they were first party supreme, you know. So a lot of these first party, they were held to a higher standard compared to third party, and they usually met that standard. But with oh, multi platform, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, you know what yeah, I mean. No, I, and, I, and that's I why I'm afraid we lose. I'm afraid we might lose that, you know. Or, or Nintendo oh, yeah. might be the last bastion of that first party exclusive quality simply because they only focused on one platform and they able to achieve that just by that focus and energy that's the only concern i have with that listen i understand completely the concern of of like worrying about 
dishing resources to meet a bunch of different demand of consoles and, and PC mm -hmm. and doing it that way. And I can understand sure. that concern for sure. And I think that's why Sony, uh, most Sony developers are going to stick with just focusing on PS5 and PS4 first mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. worry about translating that to PC. The only thing I was saying about Xbox is that because most of the same processors are working in twine, like all the series. And I agree with you that going back to the Xbox one generation is mm -hmm. not a smart move because like that process is way out of date compared to what the newer ones are. I yeah. think sticking with the series S and X would make more sense. But I think the other thing that we have to kind of think about is the strategy of what Xbox wants to do to make more money. And their strategy is game pass, right? They yeah. want to make all games match on any mm -hmm. type of device. So they're saying that, by you paying for, uh, you know, Game Pass Ultimate, it's like 15 bucks a month, the equivalent almost buying like two and a half games a year. And they're thinking, they're saying, hey, if you're, if every person that's on Game Pass is the equivalent buying two and a half games a year, we're making a lot of money off of that. And no matter where you game, you're going to play an Xbox game. Yeah. And I think that's like, it, it really depends on the strategy. Like Sony, Sony has the PS Plus that did add some games to it, but the biggest thing they're sticking to is no like big title is date on ps plus right and and like i said you everyone can debate whether that's the right thing or not i think for sony's perspective you're making a lot of money on these big titles why put it on a service that you're not making as much money on i, I think that's not like one of their perspectives mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. but you can also stay at the same time that people who are pc like owners are going to say well if i can get date and date like Xbox games on Game Pass, like, that's kind of not a great look from Sony's perspective because that's your competitor, right? Sure. They updated PlayStation Plus because they're trying to match similarly to what Game Pass does. Not exactly the same, but they're trying to compete with it so that people can buy their service instead. But that's one thing they're still missing. Like, if they added game God of War, Last of Us, Verizon Forbidden West on that PS Plus, they won, like, that'd be like a home, that, that'd be automatic win. That'd be automatic dub, like, because those are big title games. And that's on a service that you're paying monthly fee for. Like, I think most people would sign up, and you probably get a lot more PlayStation uh, owners because of from PC that's saying, "Hey, I'm going to invest in that because that's a great deal if I'm getting those big titles." But they, well, unfortunately, they aren't. But like I said, it's about different strategies. Mm -hmm. I think the reason why Microsoft does what they do is because they want people to buy Game Pass. They want mm -hmm. PC players to buy invest a PC Game Pass. They want Xbox owners to buy their Game Pass. They want even Sony players to maybe buy Game Pass and say, "Hey." Uh, you can play it on your phone, like, but you have on TV. Yes, stay on your TV. As long as they're adding mm -hmm. more people to that Game Pass, they're yeah. making money in the long haul, and they're getting people yeah. to play Xbox games. So, and I agree with you completely. I think it's just about strategy and what they mm -hmm. want to make more money in the long run. I think that's the Microsoft strategy. Sony has their strategy, and both of them are working in their own sphere to a certain extent. It's just you know which one is more more your taste. You know, I think that's kind of the big thing. That's it. It's really Game Pass. Game Pass is really the face of Xbox. It is the platform now. Everything yep. else is just a device that can support Game Pass. Like, if my, if Sony went to Microsoft today and be like, you know what? We'll let you put Game Pass. Phil will take it. He'd be like, done. He would easily, he would not say, nah, I can't put Game Pass on PlayStation because that will make the Xbox console look bad. Mm -mm. He will put Game Pass on PlayStation, on Switch, quick. And he'll find a way to massage the community for Xbox. But if, if PlayStation allowed Game Pass to be on PlayStation, he would take it. He would and be so quick, and he would love it. He would love it. He would love it. I know. That, and that's the route I don't want gaming to be. So, yeah. now, 
Look, we, we covered so much <laughs> info in this on the first thing that we talked about was the state of play, but we we shotgun this yeah, stuff. Yes, we did. Yes, <laughs> we did. Like yes, we did. But at the same time, I know in the, in the next five to ten years, we're not going to see Game Pass on PlayStation because from what I remember was that uh, Jim Ryan mentioned that you know he's trying to make Sony a the biggest platform, and I, I could see, I could just picture what is what's going to happen, but. Mm -hmm. What I'm going to talk about that what me and Mars man were, you know, going back and forth on was how games are starting to be $70, right? And the reason why I don't see that as an issue is because now now me and um um Mars man had um I think he said no 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 no. We we were talking about how if Nintendo was to make a a a, a next gen console with ssd and you know like with high frame rates that console would have to be almost 100 so if you want to play these games with the high ssd and, and you know ray tracing this and that you're going to have to pay the price mm -hmm. so that's what that's why I, i'm not i'm not tripping about you know games being 70 dollars. and matter of fact there's some games that's not even 70 dollars. like stranger paradise mm -hmm. it was 60 dollars. Mm -hmm. um sackboy it was 60 dollars. it's just when it comes to these Hardcore AAA games like God of War, Last of Us, Ghost of Shima, GT7, Ratchet and Clank, Callisto, even though it's not exclusive, bro, you're gonna have to pay the price. That that was my thought about it. And then not just that. Like Porter Rock said, you know, he said he doesn't see he doesn't see an issue with you know PC game, no play, PlayStation game going on PC because they're trying to grab more gamers to buy their console. Yes, but this is how smart Sony is. They're charging us $70 to play our games. That's how they're going to make their money. And, and I, I even mentioned this a long time ago. They're going to do whatever they can to find a way with that strategy to go buy another uh, studio. And I'm hoping it's Square Enix. So, Marsman, you got anything to say about that? Because, see, the point I was trying to make, yeah. <laughs> the point I was trying to make about, you know, the pricing and how Game Pass, like, Cause see the reason why I wanted to be that price because I don't want these PC gamers think oh yeah man, PC is where it's at, man. And, and, and see what what Rock said like you know um what do you say? What'd you say why? What'd you yeah, say, now, why? I, I, I forgot what he said. Man. It's just so much I want to say, but it's like bro, like oh games being day by date. No, charges that price because then if if. If God of War Ragnarok was to come day by day on PC, then what's the whole point of having the console? I know I will switch. I will stop. Um, personally, let's say if Sony makes the decision, and this is not because I'm angry at them. So I'll give you a perfect example. Let's say let's take for example Xbox because this is the real scenario, and I look at it. That's why I, normally I would get consoles. I would get an Xbox. I own the Xbox, right? But this gen, I'm gonna jump to PC gaming, and I will tell you why. Because I seen it already. Um. With Xbox, I already seen Microsoft multiple times already. They will put exclusives on PC and not put on Xbox or make a time exclusive on PC. And then they decide to put on Xbox. And that right there bothered me because I'm thinking, wait a minute. Xbox is your product. And why, why, why are they getting second fiddle? I could maybe understand Age of Empires. Okay, I get that. It's a very RTS-centric PC game or whatever. But why did you... Shut out Gears Tactics day one on console because when the game came out on PC, it already had the controller controls. 
you you were able to play with a Xbox controller. So I didn't understand why is this a time exclusive on PC when it's ready for console right now. You understand what I'm saying? Another thing I didn't understand. I got Flight Simulator. It came out July of 2020. I mean, I think it was July 2020, right? Why did you have to wait a whole year for it to come to Xbox? Why wasn't it a launch title? Like, as you're making the game, right? You're developing the game. If you put Xbox as a focus, you would develop the game side by side. It would be ready. And then you launch it on PC in July. And then when the Xbox Series XS launches in November, you launch it then. Like, I could understand not being able to play the game on Xbox Series S or X in July because the console wasn't out yet. The console's not due to launch in November. But what I don't understand is why they had to wait a whole year. Like, they, they, they decided to put extra effort later on? Like, that's what I don't understand. And, you know, also, you're playing, same multiplayer games, but only one side has to play an online feed while the PC gamers gets it for free. So you're playing Gears of War 5, but you got to pay 60 a year or you got to play Game Pass Ultimate to play the game online. While on PC, you know, you could stick with just regular Game Pass, which is much cheaper, or you could just buy it on Steam and then, you know, not worry about it. And I'm afraid PlayStation is going to do the same thing. There's going to be... When you look at it equally, the PC gamers will get the more benefit of the games. They're going to get oh, at a cheaper price. There you go. Don't be surprised if they get exclusive content or they get the game first or it's just some weird stuff. And I'm not going to have that. You know, I'm not going to pay $500 for a console and then get second-class citizen work or second-class game award. Like, no, I'm not going to do that to myself. I'll just, if you support PC day and date, then that's where I'm going to go because I know I'm not going to have a lot of the BS with a console game. So I see that on the Xbox side, and I think that kind of sucks. Like, man, you know. Like, look at the thing. Like, they just announced that, what is it, Riot Games, League of Legends, all that stuff? Mm-hmm. That's all PC Game Pass. That's not console Game Pass. No, it's not. But see, like, but see you, know, that, you see what I'm saying? I'm like, this is weird. That's, like, weird. Thing, yeah, the only thing about that, though, is it has a lot, probably has a lot to do with Riot Games and their their inability to put it on, like, a controller setup. Because, like, mm-hmm. that's the only thing I could think about that. Because the fact that they now include it on the Game Pass for PC is is a good look for those who have PC Game Pass already. Like, I, I, I had PC Game Pass, but I had, you know, Valorant before it was on PC mm-hmm. Game Pass. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's a great look for people who don't have Valorant yet, but... You know, I, I agree with you that I wish you, if it was on console, that would be even a bigger deal. But, yeah. like, I do agree that it must have to do something with Riot Games not translating it to the to the controller setup. Because I have to, like, just to, sometimes, if I was, like, I'm not a big PC guy, like, yeah. gaming, like, on the keyboard. But, you know, I I had to get, like, an app to try to rework my controller to hmm. be, like, a PC just to play. And I started getting used to PC gaming. But, like, yeah, like, I wish it was, or at least had the capability of, of being able to do a controller, that would be that be such a big deal for for those console gamers because then you're saying, hey, like I can now play this on my console and do cross yeah. cross play, and and that that is and I listen and I agree with you. There's a lot of issues when it comes to you know release like like I believe that like Microsoft Simulator, uh, you know, Flight Simulator was kind of like it was a weird thing. I can't tell if it was whether because the processor for the Series S and X were not ready for that mm-hmm. translation. And that's not mm-hmm. necessarily an excuse. I'm like, I'm not yeah. defending uh, for them for not being ready. Like, that, you yeah. should be ready to roll with that day one if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree with you, Gears Tactics, and I think that was a little bit shorter than Flight Simulator, but still, I, I agree with yeah. you. Why is it that that's coming on PC first versus Xbox? Yeah. Um, because you're you're now telling those Xbox, you know, you know uh, console fans, hey, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, 
but when it when it comes to like the pricing, the biggest thing I'm looking at it though is that you, when you're comparing between last gen prices and this gen, you know, I get it if the entire console standard or every game standard was seventy dollars all across the board, but it's only a few select groups are spending seventy bucks. Like right now, I know Sony is leading the charge on most games are seventy dollars, and then you're getting EA games like Madden that's seventy dollars and Activision games like Call of Duty are seventy dollars, but that doesn't necessarily always correlate because I know that most developers are saying we can't charge less than 70 without getting the maximum quality of what the game is worth but i didn't really i don't really see that because the last gen you're getting these top quality games for 60 dollars, and then we're comparing 70 dollars price tags to madden that is a copy and paste of every single year call of duty is a copy and paste of every year and they're charging you 70 so i don't necessarily think it's because of the quality like that has to match 70 dollars. i think it's because they lost out a lot of money when they had to remake the PlayStation 5 because during the early stages of that development, they struggled with trying to make the maximum speeds of what they wanted. So they had to scrap the project and restart, and they lost a lot of money in the process. So this is their way to try to catch back up. And and But my only thing is, like, there's not really a great look from the consumer perspective because oh, most cool. other game companies are doing 60, right? And you're doing 70. And, you know, I, I think PC players that see a $70 price tag might get put off and say, I'd rather not spend 70. I'd rather wait until it gets put on PC versus me spending $500 for a new console or $450 for a digital console and then pay $70 for every single new game versus let me wait until it goes on PC and then I'll just buy it on Steam for 60 bucks, right? Okay. And, and that's, the, that's the only benefit I say from the micro, Microsoft perspective. They have their own issues, but the reason why PC gamers usually cling to some Microsoft games is because if they have Game Pass, PC Game Pass, they pay 15 bucks a month and they can just play whatever game they want. Right? That's the only downside. If your competitor is doing 60, doing 70, that's not necessarily going to help your popularity. Even though your games are great, like you're, you're asking your community to spend more money. Like, and that's, that's never necessarily a great thing. Like, yeah, they're going to support you no matter what. And I, I, I play all, well, a bunch of games. You can see by all my statues and stuff here. I play everything. So for me looking at it, I'm like, hey, you're, you're asking me to pay 70 bucks after paying 500 for a PS5. That's a lot, right? That's going to add up. Okay. Right? Versus keeping it 60. Like, you can still charge 60 and the games will still going to be great. Like, $70 is not going to change that. The $10 is, ain't changing that quality of the game. It's but, still going to be great. But hear me out on this, though, Mars, man. Hear me out on this. And I already said it, too. Look at the difference between the hardware from last year to this year. You get, you get where I'm going with this, right? So, again, if they were to make it $60, I don't think the, the PlayStation console sales won't be the same as if those games were coming on PC. Because a lot of people would literally go buy it on PC. Because, see, if you look at it like this, why is it an issue slash struggle for me to go buy a game that is $70, but I struggle myself to get me a $5,000 desktop? Why is that an issue? So, again, if you want to play these games, you're going to have to pay the price. Because they put so much work into those games. To why it it, it it got a lot of people to go and get those PlayStation consoles. So, so can Porter, I, can do I, Porter, Porter, do you see any issue with these games being $69.99? I think if I explain it this way, it could be more digestible. But in order to understand that, I need to go back in time. And we're going to go back in time to the PlayStation 2, PlayStation 1, and 64, OG Xbox, when games were $50. Mm -hmm. So during that time, the games were $50. The Xbox 360 launches in 2005. 
the games were $60. And if you played Xbox 360 games during 2005, they weren't impressive. In fact, I remember people were comparing Metal Gear uh, Snake Eater on the PlayStation 2 with the first year games of Xbox 360. And one of the biggest memes was, where's the next gen? Like, PlayStation 2 has raindrops. You see, they use Snake Eater a lot because it was a great-looking game for its time. So they were using that, and like, look at Snake Eater, and then look at this first-year game. I think it was, is it Condemned or whatever? And they're like, there's not a big difference. So a lot of people, and this is $60, this is $60. Why is this game $60 when it doesn't even look better than a $50 PlayStation 2 game and stuff? But think about this. The jump from PlayStation 2 OG Xbox to 360 PS3 was the jump for consoles for high-definition gaming, high-definition graphics. So resolution and frame rate became a big part of that generation gaming. The manpower, the workforce behind that are the developers, which means they have to improve their skill sets. They have to do more stuff. They have to learn more stuff. They have to be more proficient. Well, if you guys were more proficient on a job, don't you guys want more money for your skills? Everybody, you know, and people forget about that. Yeah. People, this is their jobs. They're, they're making money. They're no different than any of us in whatever our careers. When we improve our skills in our profession, regardless of what the profession is, like I'm in the military, right? As I get promoted to higher rank, you can't pay me the same price I did as the previous rank. Like, no, I got promoted. I got more responsibility. I got more skills. You got to give me more money, right? And that's a big factor on that. Another factor is, the more money you have to spend on making games, the bigger the risk you are, how would you say, if the game flops, you lose even more money. You know, like if you're used to just spending four or five million, ten million, twenty million dollars on big AAA games, now you have to spend 30, 40, 50, 60 million dollars on games. That's a bigger risk to flop. Well, if I'm going to take the bigger risk to flop, then I'm going to take the bigger risk to gain more. So that's what's happening in the game industry. You have a combination of the workforce demanding more money, which rightfully so right you also have a lot more people making games you know like 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 for example the last of us 2 you had a thousand people making that game you know as compared to uncharted 1 they was probably only like 80 people like the first uncharted naughty dog was maybe 150 strong to make that game now you fast forward to the last of us 2 a thousand people making that game so a lot of people are forgetting the cost the talent and, you know, and we love new technology, right? We love ray tracing, right? Tempest audio. Well, that means somebody has to know how to implement that stuff. And if you have the skills to implement ray tracing and make it work, one at 60 frames. Imagine Somniac, the guys, they know how to do ray tracing at 60 frames, you know, 120 frames, all this stuff. Well, I'm pretty sure they want to get paid for those skill sets. Exactly. You know, you got to pay me money. You're exactly. not going to pay me minimum wage. Exactly. And so that's why every, I argue, that's why I argue and, and, and the so price should be. I would say eventually every, everyone's going to go to 70 bucks. It's going to be, it's going to be normalized simply because everyone's going to adopt. Now for the companies that still put $60, you know, let's say like Elden Ring, right? Elden Ring was $60. Great game, right? It's, it's on PlayStation 4, it's on PS5, whatever. Right. But they probably haven't elevated their skill sets for the next level. They probably don't have the guys like, yo, I can make Elden Ring run at 60 frames with ray tracing. Oh, cool, do it. Uh, uh, uh. We need to talk about my salary first. Because if you are, because I'm not going to do it for you, I'm going to do it. Sony's going to pay me money. So I'll make their games with ray tracing, you know? So there's going to be a lot of skill set. All the stuff that we want from these consoles and these new technologies, somebody has to implement it. And it's not only implement it, but you have to be good at it. 
Like you have to have skills because any you can have developers implement it, but if you suck at it, you're gonna have a shitty game. But the good ones, the ones who's gonna make quality games and eventually build on it, you have to invest, and that's just gonna cause a price increase. So I see this no different than the ten dollar price jump with three sixty PS three. It went up ten dollars, but eventually you saw over time the quality of the games, the builds, the graphics far exceeded the PS two ever. And I think we're gonna get that again with this gen over the next two generations we're gonna get you know i mean think about it. we're getting ray tracing for 500 dollars. exactly you know and 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 the better the skill sets the better we're gonna get these games so that's just all it is it's just you know everything's just inflation i, listen, I mean I hell, get, I, i'm worried I, about I, I gas i'm paying seven dollars a gallon for gas so seven dollars gas is nothing exactly, exactly. <laughs> but i see what you're saying I see what yeah. you're getting because there was still games being sold for fifty dollars. Not everybody did the quick jump to sixty dollars. It was the guys who were pushing the tech up front. Some of them weren't very impressive. You're like like the first Madden on 360 was terrible, and it was sixty dollars. You know, but I think overall, it's a combination of greed. I mean, we obviously we know publishers are greedy, but then there's also a level of investment to where in about three four years we're gonna see some amazing products that, and we're just gonna be at shock. Or what these consoles are gonna do, and there's just gonna be a little price to pay. Listen, and on, also I, one more thing, one more thing. I'm sorry to Terry. One more thing. Modern Warfare Two is gonna be seventy dollars on PC. It is the first seventy dollars PC game, so it's coming. Listen, it's happening. And, and Porter Rock, you, you're making great points because you're yeah. going all the way back to the original consoles. That I <laughs> so what about me? On, man. So what about me? Yeah. I ain't making no and, points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you no, gotta no, tie it in with the old shit because you'd be like, I, you listen, know what? Man. We forgot that we used to pay forty dollars. Now I remember. I didn't pay it, but my dad paid seventy dollars for Street Fighter Two on the wow. Super Nintendo. A lot of wow. people don't remember games back then were seventy dollars, sixty dollars. Now I understand why my dad had a heart attack because it's like nineteen ninety two and you're paying seventy dollars for a game. That's a lot. <laughs> for Street Fighter Two was seventy dollars for the for the Super Nintendo. Seventy dollars. Listen, I, I listen. I oh, yeah. completely agree with you on, yeah. on that change and the standard yeah. pricing. If it was all seventy, I'd be like, okay, that that's what's changing to. Just like history, that's going to happen. Inflation. Mm-hmm. If everything was charging seventy, I was like, okay, that's the that's the thing now. The only down, and I agree with you on a lot of points of saying, hey, the more work you put in to start adapting to new technologies, learning more, you're going to charge more. The mm-hmm. only thing I'll say though is that, like, if you're looking at from the example of, uh, of Microsoft, right? If they're doing more to like copy on to get their games on PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, it, those games haven't changed pricing. So it's like yeah. what so that from looking at that perspective, like why hasn't those games want gone up if they're having to take their games and put out on more more platforms than than Sony is when they're sticking to PS4 and PS5. Like and those games are going up in price, but Xbox is doing it on PCs, a wide range of PCs, Series X, S, Xbox One, Xbox One X, like all these different things, and the prices haven't gone up. Now I, I maybe- can tell you why. That's easy. That's an easy answer for that. I can answer that question really easy. It's because, and let's be honest, Microsoft kind of how would you say they're not in the position to tell gamers, hey, our games are quality and cost $70. People, the first question gonna be asked, what quality are you talking about? Because you're not releasing anything, exactly. and, and the stuff you and the stuff you are releasing, right? Really, the only really when you think about it, let's be honest. And this is not fanboy. The most consistent quality franchise they have been doing over the last six, seven years is Forza. Everything else has been downgraded to some degree. Halo Five, 
is not living up to the same level as the original Halos. Even Gears, compared to the first three Gears, ain't on the same level. It seems like almost every project, something's messing up. Crackdown, Cloud, like what the hell happened to that? Bleeding Edge, what's going on? Phantom Dust, original assets. It seems like they're constantly making bad decisions. I think the only game that was immune from that was been Forza. They have been very good with their Forza franchise, whether it's the Turn 10 or, the or um you know, Forza Horizon. But everything else, you know, has been shaky, you know, and stuff like that. So they can't really in a position to just come out of nowhere and be like, yeah, we got the quality out of $70. Because people are going to question that. They're going to be like, wait a minute. Like, what quality are you even talking about to demand $70? So I think Microsoft is smart enough not to pull the $70 plug because they know they have to first build on that quality. Now, in my opinion, they're going to do the $70. Because that... At some point, because that's going to make even a bigger case. Hey, yeah, games are $70. Or you could play it on Game Pass for only 15 bucks a month. But, hey, Portal. You see what I'm saying? No, no, Portal. They're going to do it. They're going to do it because it's going to help push for Game Pass. Because now people are like, wait a minute. If I buy, you know, three games, that's $210 a year. Or I could just pay $180 a year and get all the games. Yeah, I'm, I'm signing for the Game Pass. You got it. I'm not paying I, also, I also think it's because I think you look at Call of Duty and you look at Madden, they're like, I think Sony's looking over at EA and Activision. Like, so they got fans that are going to pay 70 bucks every time if that game's trash. Good games, they'll, they'll definitely pay seventy dollars for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the other thing, too. Like, yeah. you look at EA, like, that, Madden sucks every year, and but you're going to play it because what, what choice it. do you have? What alternate option do you have? <laughs> Nothing, 2K, hey. 70 dollars, you know. Yeah, and you know Rockstar is ready for that seventy dollars. You know, you know, you know, Grand Theft Auto Six is seventy dollars. Hell, be and lucky. I, and I know for a fact. You know I know for a fact. I know for a fact we're not going to see GT Six on Game Pass. I know for a oh, fact Rockstar going to do whatever know, they not. can to keep that away from Game Pass because they need that money. But they're not even going to pick up Phil's phone call. You know, he's going to look at his phone. The CEO of Two K is going to look at his phone. And the day he announces Grand Theft Auto, he's going to see Phil Spencer. He's going to be like, new number. Who this? <laughs> like, I, we're not talking. Yeah. The game's too big. Like, but he does have a point. Some games, game, and you've you seen, we've seen like MPD data. A lot of top selling games are $70 because gamers don't really care. And I think at the end of the game, and I, I'll say in a way that's kind of a good thing, you know. At the end of the day, though, do you really want to play the game? Then just play the game. Play the games. Enjoy the games. The industry will grow. And hopefully... You know, these projects and developers are more successful. We get the sequels that we want. We get, most importantly, new IPs that we want because that's a big thing. And at the end of the day, you know, but I, I do understand that sometimes, you know, like Madden, like, yeah, does, does that really need to be $70? Like, especially the last one where they're oh using the stadium from 2019. Like, literally, it still <laughs> yeah, says like, the 2019 yeah. banner. Like, oh God, I was like pathetic. The nah, PS5 wasn't even out in 2019, so this is literally the PS4 build, and nah, you put nah. it in the 2021 build. So you're right. Look. Some it's a balance, you know. And you know, I, I want to say this, um, Porter. I, I appreciate you actually, you know, providing us with all this info from your your gaming history compared to what me and Marsman have, because you know, you just enlightened me with a lot of information, and, and I'm mm -hmm. glad that you was able to try to get Marsman to understand that this thing's been going way before we were born. You know, I'm a '97 mm -hmm. kid, so it's like seventy dollars, like like was being priced back at '92, and now now yeah. we in this was, generation, and you telling me you want to complain? But I was fifteen. I was fifteen years old. But see, but seventy dollars, boy. My dad, boy, he looked at me like, 
You know, luckily I have my mom's, you know what I'm saying? He get good grade, he stays out of trouble. My dad's like, man, I'm about to whoop this kid's ass. Think about it, it's like 1992, $70? Like the rent was like $200. But see, you like we were paying, back in those days, rent, electricity was $10. And you want to pay twenty dollars for it? Yeah. Dude, dude, oh, yeah. When I was when I was a kid, I'm telling you, my dad used to go do the same thing. He used to be like, "Listen, you can only buy games for Christmas, your birthday, and that's it." <laughs> that's so it, I would now all my stuff I have is from only Christmas, my birthday. Gas was like fifty cents a gallon. Like for seventy dollars, he could have gas for like six months. <laughs> but he's a, yo, he had a heart attack, but he did it though. <laughs> but but other than that though, you guys do kind of understand why you know mm. games are seventy dollars. Like, cause see, he just literally just brought that you know back in ninety two hardware to twenty twenty two hardware. Like, bro, like there's there there's a reason why these games are pricing at this standard price. But uh, but I will say in his defense, I get his point because Madden is, is a bad example. Like Madden does doesn't do the seventy dollar games any favors. If you play the last Madden, people saw stadiums that were with the 2019 banner, which means they use assets, not even from a next generation game. They use assets from last generation and they just put it in, maybe spruced it up a bit, but that's lazy. They didn't build it from the ground up on new hardware. So why is that game $70 when you're using assets from three years ago? So there are games that give $70 a bad look. So I think, you know, I think, I think, I think it's overall a balance. Recognize the students that are studios that are putting in the work, put in like Insomniac. I will pay $100 for an Insomniac game. I think if there's any developer in the industry that rates it, it's them. Because they work okay. hard. They put out quality. They are they are pushing PlayStation um, technology to limits. They were the first ones to do ray tracing at 60 frames with their performance mode. They're out there doing the Lord's work. They're the first ones to, as soon as PlayStation did the VR update, they were the first ones to update their games to where you can unlock the frame rates. And now you're playing Spider-Man around 50 frames. At native 4K with ray tracing, so if they come out and say, "Yeah, Wolverine's hundred dollars," I'm like, "Shit, got you." If I have to take a loan out, I'm doing it. You know, they are a good example of what a company can do if you buy their games at seventy dollars. Yay? Yeah, not so much. They're not a very good example of the whole seventy dollars well, price. That, that, that's what I was trying to get. It. That's what I was trying to yeah. get Marsman to understand. I understand the. The frustration that people going to have to pay pay the price to play those games, but I'm only only accepting it if it's like a first party game. But if it's like a mm-hmm. third party game, it does not need to be something. I agree to that yeah. to that extent. Yeah. But if it's a mm-hmm. first party game, you need to pay the price because they yeah. work so hard to to make this in existence. Like like according to what um Portal say, like you know back when Uncharted came, they only had eighty people working on it, and now having almost like probably like. A thousand of people just to work on one product? Come on now. They need that money. So Yeah. I th- I think at the end of the day, support who you feel deserves it. We're consumers. Each of us have our own opinions. If you feel they deserve it and you want to play that game, play the game and pay the money. If you feel they don't deserve it, I mean more often than not, talking with our wallets do more than anything else. If you don't feel that that game is worth seventy dollars, do not buy it. And then wait for a price drop or don't play that exactly. at all. Exactly. But, if, but if you can recognize, like, you know what? I do recognize what they're doing. I see what they're pushing. And I want to play the game. Then I'm going to play the game. You know, okay. support those who you think deserve it. Yep, yep, yep. Marvin, you have anything before we move on to the next thing? Um, we're all good. Uh, Porter, you good? Yeah, we're good. Okay, man. This is what I want to talk about. 
The God of War oh. release date. The God of War Ooh. release date. I, I, I was so in shock when they announced that on July yeah. 7th. You know, like I was at work. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm scrolling down Discord. Someone mentioned, you know, Ragnarok is releasing this date. And, you know, we just recently had the 4th of July, you know, and I was just spending time with my people. And I come back with some, some fire news like, yo, this is coming on November 9th. But see, the thing is, what I really wanted to happen was for Ragnarok to come on the date that Starfield was going to be released, because then that would have really... is you wanted you wanted the petty. That's what you wanted. You no, wanted because, the petty. Because the thing is, like, it's like as as a as a Microsoft fan, they they kind of like upset me, you know. So it's like I just felt like yo, like. Like you need them to get that ass whoop. Like you need an ass whooping to teach you a lesson. Yeah, because it's like I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Because it's like you know Microsoft finds so many excuses just to bash PlayStation. When PlayStation all all they do is deliver games. All you're doing is just putting games on Game Pass. You're mm -hmm. not delivering first party games. You're not. All you care about is the money. While Sony cares about overall what they're going to get from it. So mm -hmm. back to Ragnarok. You know. As a die-hard God of War fan, from the one who played it on PS1, no, PS2, then PS3, PSP, PS4, an actual God of War fan. I'm not talking about the ones, oh yeah, I played it on PS4, and then now I'm just went. listen, you're not you're not a real God of War fan. Yeah. And, 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 what I, and what I expect to see in God of War Ragnarok, I, I want it to surprise me. Because, like, we waited so long to at least get a release date. I was going with, you know, I think it may get delayed to 2023 early because I felt like, you know, nowadays games are not being well done. So my take on this, uh, I am looking forward to, you know, I was looking forward to get the collector edition, but it turns out that, you know, they want to release it as a digital. So I said, you know what? Yeah, I'll just, it doesn't I'll, come with a disc. I'll None just of go with the launch list. edition. And I will pay the full price, Marsman. You have anything you want to say, Marsman? For God, for God of War? Uh, listen, I'm happy that God of War is coming out. Like, I thought this game was going to get delayed to next year. And I was like, Elden Ring's going to moonwalk to the Game of the Year title. At least we're going to actually see a heavyweight showdown between the yeah. two of them. To say, hey, who's going to be the Game of the Year for the year? Because at the end of the day, those are the only really two games that we're really going to get. I know Horizon Forbidden West came out. Halo is going to be in that. But, like... Those are the two major games that are going to be at the end. Like, and, and at the end of the day, I, I wish I had gameplay, but we already said before, you know, they're probably planning to have some sort of conference or state of play to have, like, a, just a straight-up just gameplay look and analyze, like, just a walkthrough or something like that. And I, I, at that point, I'll be more excited to see it. Um, the only, only thing I'm nervous about is sequels, man. You know, it's always hard to match the, the, the stardom of the original game that came out. Now, gra granted, God of War has had many games to this point. It's not just one sequel, but the sequel that kind of got them right back into the mix of being a top contender again from a few years ago, it's hard to match the stardom from that game. So I'm hoping they do, because if you look at for like Forbidden West, they didn't match the stardom of, you know, of Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, no. and I wish they did because as, as that game looked beautiful, it was fun in certain aspects, but they just didn't stick the landing. They didn't do as well as I, I wanted them to. And, um, I really hope God of War really sticks the landing and just rocks, you know, rocks it because I love the, I love the series. I hope they, you know, just do well. And I'm excited. I, when I saw it, I was like, 
Well, thank God, because I literally thought without not seeing gameplay from state of play, I was like, oh, no, I think it's going to get delayed to next year, like Starfield and the rest of other games. But thank goodness they aren't. I'm glad that they're coming out this year, and it's going to be a lot of fun finally be able to play that. And seeing who wins the Game of the Year uh, award, that's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Man, let me hear from the OG right here, man. Let me hear from you. What is your take so, on the God of War release, so game, man? I was watching oh, I'm gonna so. So what I learned from the God of War, so apparently the day it comes out, I guess, you know, when it comes to Norse mythology, that day is considered Odin's day. So that Wednesday, so it's kind of, so it wasn't by accident. So yeah, what I love, what I have loved, just before I could do my Twitter talking antics on Twitter for it to come out November 11th, I get it because it would have been hilarious. That would have been a lot of pettiness. But they they did do a a very well-organized process. I guess that day is Odin's day. You know, so I guess they have a whole system to play. But I, uh, Mar- Mars did come up with a good point is, you know, follow-on sequel. And and with this one's going to be even a bigger challenge because when you think about it, the original God of War is as an old-school God of War player, you had a certain style. Then when God of War 2018 came out, it redefined the genre, and it took it to a whole new level, right? It went from being a great franchise to now, yo, this is like game of the year, top of the line it's up there with the halos with the with the with the gears of war with the last of us it put it put you know the franchise on the map now you have to repeat that magic you know and then there is a concern like you can have a great game but it just doesn't give you the same magic as the first one so santa sony santa monica has a real challenge to that but i think they have the ability to do that because now they're gonna have some huge characters like right now you saw the wolf you know that that you know that wolf that's in there. You know Thor's gonna be in there, so that could be just incredible. If this is supposedly the last game, it's just uh they were originally there was talk about originally being a three part trilogy, but now they made it just two parts. So this is it. This is the last chapter of this. So you technically could have Thor, you could have Searcher. Who knows what what crazy things they could throw out in there, and we could just blow our minds and stuff like that. Um, so I think there's potential to just when they finally now as far as showing us gameplay, the first the 2018 got a war, they did like a big blowout two months prior to release. So I would imagine look for September to have the whole Game Informer magazine issue blowout, maybe a state of play blowout. So I would say around September is when we should be looking out for that the things we're looking for gameplay or gameplay walkthrough, you know, magazine Game Informer coming out talking about it. You know, maybe a state of play right before. So I think that's probably the good time to look at September. But I'm not going to lie. When I had a feeling it was going to come out 2022 because when they updated their Twitter, so. they did it recently. They did like a month ago. And it said 2022. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird to to put that on your Twitter. Because I think, I think they were confident. I think they were already... It was just a little logistics. When were they going to announce the collector's edition? You know, I think they were working out those little details, shipment details. You know, things like that. I think it was just uh, the final leg of commitment to get it ready for launch in November. Um, but I think they already knew they had that game ready for 2022. So, And I'm glad it's coming out in 2022. Hey, you know, just, uh-huh. No reason to wait, man. Just let 2023 do its own thing. Right yeah. now, we, you know, we need this shit in 2022. As far as game of the year, it's going to be interesting. You know, yeah, Elder Ring with I wanna, the front I, runner. I want to interject to that. That's the next that topic? Time. Okay. No, no, I want to interject to what you had said because um, recently... You know, I had looked at your tweet, and you said, I'm calling it now. There is going to be some heavy-ass salt if God of War Ragnarok released this year. A entire year of no first-party 
games while PS5 dropped multiple titles, then finished the year off with Kratos versus Thor? Bro, I had to think about that. Like, bro, I can't I can't even imagine how that's gonna be because I I, I guarantee you this, that's gonna be the talk, man. And then I think recently I saw that you mentioned um you know Jeff's whatever his name is is trying to uh Jeff either, yeah Jeff Keeley's trying to extend you know Ryan Rock to be qualified to be game of the year but bro that's gonna be insane that's yeah. gonna be a great ending of 2022 Marsman man what's your take on that before Portal goes in because bro I understand and I I said this a long time ago I was like man even though if Ryan Rock releases this year it's gonna be tough for them to to get game of the year because if you look at last year game awards you know. <clears throat> Excuse me. We thought that Riff, yeah, we thought Rip Apart was supposed to get it, and then you know Psychonauts came in in the mix, and then it turned out it takes two win game of the mm -hmm. year. So it kind of educated me to think like, yo, like we can't go by how far the game is. We got to go by how how broad it, the, the 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 audience is, like where you know a lot of people is able to play these games. So if you look at Ragnarok and Elden you know you're able to play it on PlayStation, PC, and um Xbox, but Ragnarok you're only able to play it on one platform. And due to the fact that, you know, they're not able to, you know, provide a lot of PlayStation 5 consoles, that's that's what that's why I was like, you know what, I believe that I could see Elden Ring winning game of the year. But off what you, what you just tweeted, we don't we can't even imagine how that showdown will be when Kratos versus Store. Yeah, man. And, and listen, to kind of carry off on that, I actually talked about this on my pet on my podcast too, kind of give like a bold take on what we think is gonna, who's gonna win. I think the biggest thing, and I can agree with you, Sas, that you know it might narrow down the amount, amount of people playing God of War because it's a Sony console first and not PC and everything. But I don't necessarily think it's going to impact as much because who decides it? It's going to be the writers, right? It's going to be the the game critics that decide the game of the year. It's not the fans themselves um, because we've seen even the year that Last of Us Two won, and I thought Last of Us Two probably deserved it, but that same no, year Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima should have won Game of the Year. I, that's the thing. Ghost of Tsushima was the fan pick for game of the year yeah. but the critics picked last of us two and I, I love both games so i mean i was like hey last of us two is, is a story <laughs> franchise hey, ghost of shima was mad he was not happy with that hey, one hey, he, like, Marvin, he was he was i know i know he's mad i know he's mad i would love to see that i would love to see that face that day when i saw it i saw it i was like i knew it's gonna happen but i when i saw the fan pick was ghost of shima i was like oh boy I mean, a lot of people are gonna be upset that last was just one. Who's um, <laughs> yeah. like, is one of them? But I, but I, like, I play, I beat both games, and I was like, yo, these are both great. Only beat one. Was fun. Only beat one. The only thing, only the Ghost of Shima wise, I thought it should have been a little bit more harder. I felt like I was just kick walking through the know. entire game. Once you start to get into the combos, you're like, oh my god, it's over. Like I just kick yeah. everyone's ass. But yeah, like like for God of War, I think it really depends if they meet the standard from the first game. I think they could win because the first game, I mean, not first game, but the game 2018 God of War, then it'd be, it, it, there's, a, there's a good chance they could win. The reason why I think Elden Ring might end up winning, depend, it's hard to tell because you have to play the game first, but because Elden Ring came at a time when there's zero games and, and Elden Ring literally just took the popularity by, by storm. Everybody was playing that game. Everyone was With having no hot takes. And there's no, yeah, no microtransactions, mm. no, none of that crap was in there. It was a full game and it was a lot of fun. And I think that's why I think it would win because it was like, 
No, like, remember that year Animal Crossing was in the game of the year contention? Because that was, like, the year COVID started and everyone was playing it. And I was like, it, it kind of, I, I, it's not the same thing, but, like, it's kind of like that. Like, everyone was playing that game. And, and as much as I think God of War is that story franchise, I got I to gotta wait and see what happens with the game, how it plays compared to the other ones. But, you know, it's going to be a showdown. And I agree with you guys. It's going to be a fight. So Man, I'm, I'm looking forward look, to it. Look, the only way I could say that, you know, it can really meet the standard of, you know, being a contender of game of the year, unless they bring the same aspect that God of War 3 had. You know, how they, how the game literally started with them, with Kratos just, you know, fighting um Poseidon, doing all that crazy stuff, and, you know... Yeah, yes, the, God of War know, 3 was crazy. The best one. I, if they yeah. do that with Ragnarok, bro, I'm sorry. They're going to win game of the year. But, um, okay. Portal, do you have anything to say about my comment? Before we yeah, so I would say, for as far as game of the year, I don't think... How accessible the game is is a factor because remember, Breath of the Wild won Game of the Year. It was only available on Switch, and it came out that year. And while Switch was selling like hotcake, it wasn't like there was a hundred million Switches out there. So Switch beat out a couple of multi-plats. Um, God of War 2018 beat out Red Dead, and Red Dead was on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. God of War 2018 was only on PlayStation 4. Man. So I don't think I don't think plat the amount of platforms available. I think what happened. I think what ends up is like this. Take for example, I think Red Dead Redemption Two was like a ninety-eight Metacritic, right? Because it was a great open world. I personally didn't like it, but overall, the it's Rockstar. They know how to make an open world game, right? But what people got to look at is when people are giving games critical acclaim from a review perspective, they're usually just comparing it with other like-minded games, like other sandbox games, right? But the game of the year is pitting these games head to head, right? So what, what really comes down to it is impact, you know? Like, it takes two. The reason why I think it won Game of the Year whatever, was the impact of that multi-co-op. Because when you look at it, I think it brought a lot of people back to playing couch co-op together. Especially husbands, wife. It was very impactful for that year. Especially for COVID and all that stuff. Yep. It brought back something yeah. that was lost decades ago, which was that couch co-op. Like, I seen streams where people were streaming couch co-op playing It Takes Two. And they were loving it. So I think impact has a huge factor. Obviously, there's little things like graphics, gameplay, quality. But I think between Elden Ring and God of War, is going to come down to impact. Like, what's going to be the most memorable part? And right now, Elden Ring has the advantage because you took a Souls game and you put it in this open world formula and it still worked. And it was still amazing. And it's still, you know, and people are like, wow. And then the way they designed the world, the secrets, people just love it. So that's going to be the impact that Elden Ring is going to come in. What is God of War going to bring as an impact when it brings up, right? And it's going to be like the combat. It's going to be like you said. Well, you know, what if you start fighting out? Fear, I think Fenrir is the name of the wolf. You Listen, start out the man. game and you're fighting out that wolf right from the get-go. Look, 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 you look, know, man. it's impact. That's going to be, you know, what if at the end of the game you fight Odin? You're like, wait a minute. Oh, shit. We're about to fight, you know. It's impact. And those things carry a lot of weight. When you finish a game... Like, you know, it's like, wow, man, like, this game was an incredible journey. The the enemies were incredible. I think the one advantage God of War is going to have over the first one, though, if they address it, is one of the biggest complaints of God of War 2018 was not enough bosses. That's true. You, you that know, true. it wasn't a lot of variable bosses. If they add a lot of historic bosses from Norse mythology, you know, like I said, Searcher, Fenrir, you know, obviously Thor, Odin, you know, and then obviously you know you're gonna have that last Valkyrie battle because you killed her son. So she she you know towards the end of the game she put her yeah, armor on. All I'm so gonna you're gonna, say you know you're is... gonna fight, you know you're gonna fight her. 
So there could be a whole bunch of epic, crazy battle. And then I think the key is going to be the boy. Because you can hear his voice is older. He's more mature. So how they develop him into a more powerful... He's Loki. So if this is the last chapter, he needs to come out his shell and be Loki. And how they handle that in terms of combat, that could be a game changer. And we could be like, you know, we could just be left like, this is the game over the forever. You know, so it depends on what they do. It's impact. That's man, what it comes down to listen, impact. I'm going to say this right quick, man. So what edition are you guys getting? So I'll go first. So I rarely get, I could tell you get marks. You get a lot of collector's edition. I'm not a very collector's edition kind of guy. But when I seen the, what is it, the Jotar, I might I might buy and get the Jotar edition. I might, this might be the first time I buy a collector's edition. Cause that thing looks sweet, man. That's the so I might get the I might I might get the Jontar edition. I might get like four hundred dollars. Fuck. What, what'd you say? I get the standard. I probably get the standard. I mean, a lot a lot of these things aren't even the collector stuff. I bought these separately, but like <laughs> I do I my I used to have like a Master Chief that was a Halo Three special edition. So that was the last major special edition I've gotten just because a lot of the times I get digital copies so because I usually like to copy over the game to a different console so like instead of having a disc for everything it's like I just use digital and just have it ready to download and play so I usually go digital and I know that they're they're offering that special edition uh, for digital so it's a possible a possibility it might get special edition but I going standards fine with me like I, if I was gonna buy something special like to have like a you know like a God of War memorabilia like I can always just look online I got a really nice one that kind of fits the uh, fits the background because you know I love me some God of War so you know I, I might look into one especially with the release coming this fall uh, add to add to the little collection I got yeah, going on back here you know. Look, all I'm going to say to this, Mars, man, it, it, it tells me that you're not really hot because I am hot, man. Like, yo, <laughs> hey, it's going to be insane, man. Like, yes, I want to get the collector edition, but at the same time, man, I got to get that physical copy. I'm sorry. I, I'm old school. I, know I what you am mean. You old school. Do. I can't do digital. I can't. Like, there's some games that I have digital, maybe because it was free and it was probably convenient at that time. But when it comes to first-party games, like God of War, like, I do regret that I wasn't able to get Halo, you know, on physical because I didn't have an Xbox at that time. But at the same time, I was able to pre-order it like I did. So when July 15 hits, are you guys going to pre-order? Because I am hype, man. That show is going to be crazy, man. You guys are on the stand. I've been waiting for this for years. And I, I guarantee yeah. you this, I don't know how many years it's been since God of War became, um, you know, like how can I say like it's not not necessarily a sequel but you know a reboot basically a reboot of God of War is coming back we, yeah. we can't even tell when the next God of War is coming so I am That's so true. crazy yeah this, might, yeah this might be might the be last it. one but they could open the door because if you play the first one um when you looked at that picture it had the different versions of God of War based on language like the symbols you know they had the Asian version Egyptian. Imagine the next one being Egyptian mythology. Jesus Christ. Man, man. That shit. That shit. That shit. That shit. man. You'd be like, like how, many boss, how many bosses you're going to fight in that game? So, so, somebody, somebody mentioned the Christian version. I'm like, what? You're going to fight Jesus? Yeah, that's it. Like, you can't fight Jesus, bro. Like, <laughs> nah, like what are you going to do? Nah. Fight Jesus? Like, nah, that's nah, weird. Like, nah. that's no, but I... believe it or not, so somebody, somebody did that. Uh, somebody when this, when the God of War 2018 came out, somebody did say, oh, they should do a Christian version. And I thought he was being funny. Like, 
the hell are you talking about? Like, he ain't fighting Jesus. Like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, no, no, no. Check this link out. So apparently there's like different levels of angels. So now he's not talking about fighting Jesus, but there's Michael the Archangel, Lucifer, and then there's like different hierarchies. And I was like, oh shit, there's some shit to Christianity angels. I'm like, oh, I didn't know, but I don't know. I don't know if I was still rock with that. I, I maybe go I, Roman. I, 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 Roman I, I ain't messing with I, I ain't messing with gods. Well, the thing is, Roman mythology and the Greeks are oh, the same similar. as Greek. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Was gonna say, like I ain't fighting Jesus. Yeah. I, I ain't doing that. No, <laughs> like oh, nah. But Egyptian mythology, um, you know, the the Chinese mythology and stuff like that. There's some, you know. Go, go like Shinto, yeah, back in back in Japan, go the Shinto yeah. stuff. Yeah, with the mythical dragons and stuff. So it'll be interesting. <laughs> it'll be interesting. This or like you said, it might be the last out of war, and that's it. They're like, moving on. I can't say it won't be the last. I think it'll be the last for a very very long time because we already know that this generation is going to last more than ten years because the generation hasn't even started until it doesn't start till twenty twenty four and five because hmm. that's when PS four is going to be discontinued. So I feel like. It's gonna be a very long time till we see a new God of War. Like, look, look at it when 2009, when God of War three came out. They waited all yeah. the way to 2018. So I think we're gonna have that yeah. same that same link. But yeah. and, and Corey Barlog is already working on a new IP. They're talking about they say rumor has it some type of space game, but that's why he didn't direct this God of War. It's because he's already working on a new IP. So they're already working on their next game. So so it'll be interesting to see. Okay. Okay. Well. Man, that was some good stuff that we talked about, you know, about um, Ragnarok, you know, our thoughts about it. But we're going to move on to the next, uh, where I'm going to make them, you know, together. I'm going to merge them. So the thoughts about, you know, Final Fantasy Crisis Core, you know, coming to, you know, PlayStation. Mm -hmm. However, it used to be on PSP, but now they, they decided PSP, to make yeah. it multiplayer. But also, I want to merge this as well, where Xbox failed to get... Final Fantasy 7 Remake on Game Pass. What did y'all take mm -hmm. on that? Because me, personally, I'm just going to be real. Well, they don't got it at all, right? No, 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 no they don't. So, for yeah, what, really, yeah. so, with Final Fantasy Crisis Core, you know, I'm glad that they were able to, you know, bring that back because I didn't get the chance to experience I do remember seeing my brother playing it, but I never, you know, played a game myself. So, I now, now bringing it to this modern generation, I feel mm -hmm. like, okay, now I'm going to be able to, you know, play with, you know, better performance. Yeah. Now, my take on the Final Fantasy VII Remake on Game Pass, you know, I just feel like, you know, these Xbox, they're not really, I don't think they care about gaming because they don't understand the whole history of Final Fantasy VII. So, from what I remember, what someone told me a while back was that um, Final Fantasy VII was supposed to originally release on Nintendo 64, but Sony wanted to uh, take Final Fantasy to the future while nintendo wanted to keep bringing their games to their um you know the little cart cartilage whatever you call those things so nintendo you know offer sony to say hey look just keep advertising our game and then they made history so i don't think they understand that final fantasy 7 remake was originally a nintendo game and sony you know decided to take over the final fantasy franchise so it's like bro like there's a reason why they decided not to put that game on Xbox because um, if you look at it like like what I what I mentioned, you know, on my previous podcast that Nintendo is a strict console just like with Sony. If Sony was to acquire Activision, all those games would have been exclusive to Sony. So what makes you think 
with the rumor that you know these xbox was overhyping yeah man final fantasy remake oh we're gonna take over playstation this generation no no so i'm glad you know it still remains a sony um exclusivity but also i do appreciate them you know bringing uh crisis core uh portal what's your take on those two things all right, so let me let me just readjust the history lesson on um, Final Fantasy VII pertaining to PlayStation One and N sixty four. So if if did you play Final Fantasy? Did any of you guys play the first one? So it was like a six CD case. I have it. In fact, um, recently I went back to North Carolina where my house is at. I had to empty out my house because I'm getting renovated. You know, some improvements and stuff. And I found like my CD cases of PlayStation One games. I put it on Twitter. I showed it. So I'm gonna go live. But Final Fantasy VII, you know, the original one, it was like four, five, six CDs, right? What screwed Nintendo up during the N64 era was they remained with cartridge-based gaming. And it was limited space, and cartridges are very expensive, right? So a lot of third-party developers automatically left Nintendo for PlayStation just on the merit that they have more space on the CDs. And even with the extra space, Final Fantasy still needed multiple discs. So there was no way they would have been able to put it on the N64. N64, you would need it like 12 cartridges, but each cartridge is very expensive. And if you remember N64, I don't know if you guys remember, N64 cartridges were $70. It's funny, right? We're talking about $70. N64 games were $70. Don't hate Mark. It, it, it was expensive. N64, the console was cheap. It was $200, $199, but the games were expensive. You're paying wow. 70 bucks for the games. They were very expensive back then, right? So Nintendo lost a lot of support um, by not going with the the CD route, right? I think in terms of Final Fantasy VII Remake not being on Xbox, I think that was pretty much the overall deal with Sony and Square Enix. Square Enix and Sony have a very great relationship. Majority of the Final Fantasy sales have been on PlayStation, right? So it's not hard for Sony to cut a deal with Square Enix and be like, hey, don't put this on Xbox. Keep it on PlayStation. If you want to put it on PC, that's fine. And then when Square Enix looks at the number, well, usually our games sell one or two million on Xbox. It's not that impactful if we cut them out the loop, it, especially if Sony's willing to pay the bag for this specific game. If, willing, if Sony's willing to pay extra money and do stuff, cool. You know, it's, it's not hard, you know. Crisis Corp, Sony probably didn't care, so that's probably why it's a multi-plat, but I think they're highly focused on the remake of Final Fantasy VII. That, in my opinion... That was the game that put JRPG on the popular map. It took them, it took, it, it changed JRPG from being a hardcore JRPG gamer thing to now almost everybody wants to try the JRPGs. And I think Final Fantasy did that. So it's a very popular title, very familiar, um, beyond just the hardcore Final Fantasy crowd. Um, and I think Sony paid the money. I think they paid the back, kind of like how they paid the back for Street Fighter V. They paid the bag for Final Fantasy VII, and I don't think it's going on Xbox. I think it's just going to stay PlayStation, and obviously PlayStation first, then PC, and Xbox is left I out. It, I hope it's, it remains like that. You know, but you you know? know what? And, and Puerto Rock, I think you're right. The fact that probably Sony said, listen, we'll be, give you a lot more cash 
just to not put it on Xbox for the moment. And and that's why you know Crisis Core is going to be on multiplayer because it's just it's a PSP game. It's like yeah. not going to be the same level as a Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. Um, I think at some point, like way later down the line, it probably will get on Game Pass because yeah, Xbox will be end up quiet, saying, "Be quiet, be yeah, quiet." Down the line, I'm not saying next year. I'm saying way down the line, like the which whole Final wait, Fantasy which, game. Which Fantasy game are you talking about? A Fantasy Seven remake. No, 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 no. Later, no, like way no, later. No, every every game. No, no, it could be. No, this is like this. No, it depends this on what type of deal. It depends on what type of deal. Do y'all want God of War on Game Pass? So Corey, would you see? Do you think God of War is going on Game Pass? No, there's two different things though. Because God of War, God of War, Sony's first party. Regardless of regardless of the relationship Sony has with Square Enix, Square Enix is still a third party developer. Yeah, yeah. So that's the other thing. Yeah, it's a deal. Yeah. Yeah, so if Sony says, hey, if Sony paid the money and says, no, don't put this on Xbox like they did with Street Fighter V, then I agree. So it depends on what the contract says. If Sony says, hey, for the next three years, leave it off Xbox. And, I'm like, and, all right, yeah, three years. You want to know something? Yeah, and, yeah. Know something? And, and once that contract yeah. ends, they're going to say, all right. Then Phil comes money. with the bag. Phil comes yeah, in, hey. It's not a money. We'll put it on Game Pass. That's put it on Game Pass. No, 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 Here's on. the bet. Phil, Phil come in right with his credit card. Yeah. Hey, swipe what you want. Put I, it on Game I, Pass. I, I want to say this he right do it. To all the audience, if this end up becoming a reality, I'm going straight to, let me put him on camera right quick. Oh, no. I, I'm oh. going to abduct this man because <laughs> I don't want to see Final Fantasy VII Remake go on Xbox. I want it to remain exclusivity. So we're gonna rob this man. We're gonna take all the stuff that you see in his background if that becomes an actuality. I gotta lock my doors, man. No, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It, it depends on the contract. You know, it depends on yeah, how it, it depends how far Sony said. But why y'all why y'all even imagining this for? That, it's not imagining it's, 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 it's gonna happen. Dude. No, no, it is not. Take no. take Deathloop. Take take like Deathloop. Okay, Deathloop that, that's is a only totally one year. different game though. Yeah, Street Fighter. I never, I honestly never thought Street Fighter would never, Street Fighter Five would never be on Xbox. I thought it was a timed exclusive. And then year over year, I'm like, wait a minute, they still didn't announce this on Xbox. The next year, still not on Xbox. And here we are, 2022. I was like, oh wow, Sony really paid the money and said, hey, it's not. It's like another example, um, Knights of the Old Republic remake. Sony paid to get that game made, but now the question is. Did they cut the deal to keep it off Xbox, which would be crazy considering I played the first one on Xbox. I played on my OG Xbox, the first core tour. Now imagine Sony just took it over and they said, yeah, you, you can't play this on Xbox no more. We paid the bag. Yeah, the one thing I'll say for Microsoft is that they're a giant corporation, so they got the money. Like They, yeah. they have the money to pay it. It's yeah. just... What's the what's the contract look like? Yeah. And this is another example uh, is Persona, like the Persona series. All those games are on Sony for the longest amount of time. Just recently, the contract ran out. You saw now they're going to this Nintendo Switch. They're going on Xbox Game Pass. The contract ran out. I thought that that was a Sony exclusive solely, but I guess they you know they said all right, you're good. That you're the contract's up. You can do whatever you yeah. want. And now they're mm -hmm. going to all these other platforms. Yeah, I I, don't, I would be surprised if Final Fantasy VII Remake does not go on Game Pass. I'd be surprised. Man, I'll look, give you another look, example. Octopath Traveler. He's a perfect Octopath Traveler. That's a Square Enix game. Why is it not on PlayStation? I, I personally, Octopath Traveler. It's on Switch, it's on PC, it's on Xbox. It first came out on Switch, then it went to PC, and then it went to Xbox. It's from Square Enix. 
Like, what's going on here? Like, it's weird. It, it comes down to contracts. Maybe Nintendo paid the bag and said, hey, don't put this on PlayStation. You could put it anywhere else because they have more interest in Japan. So they could be like, don't put Octopath on PlayStation. Screen is like, all right. Won't be on PlayStation. Just, yeah, just give us cash. We got. Yeah, we don't. We don't know. It's, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. You know, man. But look it up. Octopath Traveler is is to yeah. this day it blows my mind. I put your portal. I got to lock my doors now, man. Nah, man. Day that comes on Xbox Game Pass. Nah, you guys are just. Doors are getting locked. It is on Xbox Game Pass, right? No, no, Octopath Traveler. Porter, That's Porter, even more yeah. funny. Hey Porter, I want That's you to hear me up, man. Right, I'm old go, school, bro. man. I keep it old school, all right? When I went, because no like when I had bought the Xbox One and then seeing my brother, you know, enjoying him playing PlayStation and all these AAA games that Xbox didn't have, it made me go buy me a PlayStation 4. And I had a yeah, good I history with it. Same thing with PlayStation 2. When PlayStation 2 had, you know, a, a large library of exclusives mm -hmm. at that time, I'm sorry, I keep it old school, man. I do not, I do not acknowledge or condone how this generation is carrying. So, mm -hmm. sorry, no, I do not want to see Final Fantasy VII remake on Game Pass PC. <laughs> it makes sense because I want Sony to find a way to acquire Square Enix. That's why. No, no, I see what you're saying. So, Porter Rock, over under a year, Final Fantasy VII remake comes over to Game Pass. Over under a year, what do you think? No. Under, yeah, sorry, yeah. under a year, it's gonna be at least a year, I, at least yeah, solid, a solid year. You know, it's gonna be a solid, at least a solid year. But you know, I wouldn't be surprised though. Sony paid the bag, be like, mm -mm, we're keeping this. Because the thing is, the thing, it. the issue I have with Microsoft is that you know they're trying to get all these games to where the consumer could be able to play these games for free instead of them just buying it. How about you mm -hmm. just try to be creative with your your uh, IPs that you currently have. Like, dude, Microsoft has almost 45 IPs compared to what Sony has. And you already just saw that Sony doesn't plan on, you know, rebooting Cy Cooper and Infamous. You guys mm. could do something to just, you know, make the console war more competitive. And, you know, and I don't care what nobody tells me, but I'm still going to disagree 100% to where, like, I believe console war will still live, even though oh, it's yeah. going to be a subscription war, but you still got people who wants to play on console compared to PC? Because mm -hmm. not a lot of people don't want to pay five thousand or three thousand. You know, especially with you know the pandemic. Or even if you get a thousand dollar PC, some people just want... yeah. So PC is a bit more expensive than console at a certain level, especially if you want similar performance. Some people don't want to deal with the hassle of configurations and operating systems. You know, consoles is a great easy way. It's a great plug up to this day. It's a great plug-and-play product. It's easy, simple. Connect the HDMI cable, create a couple of uh, an account, boom, you're good. You play some games. You know, you install it. If the game don't work, the developers are the ones that's gonna fix it for you. You don't have to go in the forum and look for files or patches. It, you know, so it's a simplicity. So console is always gonna be a thing. I don't think cloud gaming or phone or mobile or even TV is gonna take over because I don't think the limitation on bandwidth will never advance the graphics technology that a native hardware will always do. Native hardware will always be ahead of cloud gaming and stuff like that, right? Like, you can't do 4K ray tracing on cloud right now, on a TV. It's just like, the bandwidth's not there. And the latency, haptic feed, you know, none of the stuff is there yet. So I think console will always be a thing. As long as they're around the $500 price point, they're easy to set up, and they provide great technology, I think everybody's like, yeah, I want a console. See, and um, before we, you know, I merge these two last things that we're going to talk about, I also wanted to mention this was that, um, you know, like, 
To me, it just let it out, let it out, like, let it out. It, it don't make any sense to wear like. <laughs> like he's hurting. My man, like, my man's hurting. <laughs> like, I, I was just laughing my butt off to see that uh, they weren't able to get that game onto their platform, and it was something that I had saw not so long ago, and it was off of your feed on Portal. I can't remember what it was, but. If I can reflect to it, I'll bring it back to it. But we're going to move on to the next thing that I wanted to talk about where we where I'm going to say this. So to, just to finish off. So Microsoft, and I said this on a serious note, they kind of like have to redo over. They have, it seems like the brand has to do a lot of things over. Primarily when it comes to games, it seems like Phil Spencer and whoever works there they have to start all over on nurturing creative talent, nurturing, you know, new IPs, releasing products at a at a at a at a decent time. They have to start that all over. It's almost like they have to just have to rebrand themselves. And I think what's slowing them down is they tackle too many things at one stop. If you look at the Xbox One Gen, the number one issue people had was just first party AAA games. There wasn't enough, and the ones they did have, they didn't cut the mustard. That was what we asked of Microsoft, that when you come out with a new generation, improve your first-party output, come out with bigger blockbuster games. Microsoft said, yeah, we hear you, but we also want to put our games day-in-day on PC. We also want to release Game Pass. We also want to do cloud gaming on mobile phones. And whoa, brother, woo! Like, slow down. Like, it's cool. It's cool that you want to do all that. But how about you first start building your gaming repertoire? build great games and once you got the great games and people are like hey xbox is back we're getting great content cool we're gonna start putting games on pc so then you start putting on pc cool hey we're gonna start game pass all right you know feet like i think microsoft tackled so much in one shot at the same time they forgot hey at the end of the day none of this matters day and day on pc game pass cloud None of this matters if you don't release quality content. Thank like, you. The quality Thank content you. is the heart and soul. Everything else is just whatever, you know. And I think they kind of, you know, they just, they're just biting a lot. They're trying to chew it on an elephant, and it's just going to take them time to get back. I mean, even simple things like we all remember the July showcase of 2020 where we saw Craig. Fundamentally, who, like, think about it. If we were there, let's say we were for Microsoft. And we had a vote. You would one of us tell them like, "Hey, that looks like shit. Don't show that." I think each and every one of us, if we would have saw the first showing of Halo Infinite, all four, all three of us would have been like, "Nah, this game's not ready. We're not going to show this and look stupid in front of the crowd." Right? I think you, you, you call agree when you when you first saw that video footage. What do you thought about the first Halo footage like? What was your first impression? It was not ready. It yeah. was just not ready. It wasn't ready. Now, now think about it. Nobody at Microsoft thought that. I want you to think about that. And we're, we're not getting paid. We're not the experts. But nobody in that room saw that footage and said to themselves, this ain't ready. Like, oh my God. Like, no. Like, so see, they, see, have, they have a lot to figure out. They have they a lot do. of expertise to work through. So Microsoft is like in their crawl, you know, crawl stand phase, you know. But I think at the same time, they're trying to crawl stand and instead of learning to walk, they're trying to do burpees. Like, bro, like, <laughs> what are you doing? You, you know, you're trying to lift weights already? And it's going to be a slow grind for them. And I think what they tried to do is 
They're like, hey, we have issues. Let's just buy talent. Let's buy people that already know what they're doing. And I think that was a big influence with Bethesda and Activision because they already know what to do. They already have multi-platform talent, so they know how to make games on multiple devices. They already have franchises. So I think that was Microsoft's immediate answer. Buy people that already know what to do. While we're trying to figure out our core studios, you know, Playground, Playgrounds are bringing heavens issues, Initiatives having issues. All our studios have issues, so we're going to get these studios that already have their stuff figured out. But the problem is Bethesda now is like, yeah, we need some more time. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's like a storm of just bad things happening for Microsoft. No, and, and they're see, just trying to, they're what, trying to grind their way out of it. I figure what I wanted to talk about. So y'all, y'all, y'all remember how, you know, they're planning on, you know, bringing Game Pass to television, right? Okay. Let me tell you guys something. So I literally went to Walmart, you know, I, I can't imagine how many times, right? I'm seeing, you know, like. You know, standard TV almost like four hundred dollars. Why would I want to spend something when I could pay the same price for a console? And, mm -hmm. and you know, the guys that I had that I had that I discussed this with, you know, they're gonna say there 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 won't be in the future there won't be no need of consoles. Do you do you do you see that in the future on Portal? Because I guarantee you, this people still gonna buy consoles. Why would you want to just only play it on a television when you could mm -hmm. just experience, you know, unboxing what that company? you know, made for us to, you know, to experience. So I think ultimately it's going to be depending on the gamer. Like if you're talking about a Fortnite gamer, so here's the problem because it's all tied to bandwidth with the internet. So now there's, there's when you're playing with cloud gaming and depending where you live, just how the game performs, the latency, imagine you're trying to play Madden and Madden is not a graphically demanding game, right? But imagine because of latency, you keep missing throws or you're missing tackles, or if you're playing 2K and you can't get the accuracy of the jump shot right, so you're always losing games. That's a terrible experience. You're not going to want to do that. You're going to want to play natively on a console instead of fully streaming the game on a thing. So I think the number one thing is going to be if if the future is TV and no consoles, can TV games or game streaming elevate the technologies no different than native console? Like... Like right now, we have to jump to 4K and ray tracing. Cloud gaming is not on that level. The bandwidth is just not there. In fact, a lot of people, they can only play their games at 1080p. So exactly. you're going to choose to play at 1080p versus the great technology Series X and PlayStation 5 brings for only $500? So I don't think until the infrastructure, the internet really gets so advanced that they could bring that level of technology, I think people are always going to play on console. And here's the main thing. What happens when your internet goes out? Thank you. you Thank you. You have no answer. And I think about a month ago, that happened to a certain region of Xbox gamers. When one of the servers went out, certain Xbox gamers couldn't play anything. And that's when they realized, wait a minute, Microsoft is still using DRM. They couldn't do nothing when the internet was out, you know? While other people on PlayStation, if your internet goes out, you can still play and you got you can still, even the digital, as long as it's not a multiplayer or online-only game, you can still play your games. You know, so that's another thing. Cloud gaming, if your internet goes out, you're kind of screwed. Thank you know, you. Right, listen, I, and I, yeah, yeah, and I, listen, I agree with you completely. I, I think the fact that I don't see 
console gaming going away. I think maybe this, you know, this using Game Pass on a TV or your phone is more for the ultra casual fan that's going to play like a, you know, a turn-based game, a card game, like something like that. This is a smaller, you know, not not as demanding game like like, you know, play Madden or you play I I get I tried playing like even like see at these on a uh on a X, on a, on my cloud device, my on my phone. I think it was like a year or something ago and, you know, that's so difficult being able to like, you know, I'm going to pilot a boat I mean, with the latency problems, and I was like, you know, unless this thing, yeah, you know, it didn't go so well. I was like crashing into like rocks and stuff. I was like, yeah, the problem is, and you exactly said the right, Porter Rock, is that you know, if you don't have the latency issues and the and, you know connection issues dealt with, then the game's not going to be as enjoyable. So you're going to have to be limited in what you do. And I think, yeah, you know, those people that are going to play those turn-based games and not play anything demanding, yeah, playing on your TV might be all right. Um, but I think most of the time you're going to get a console of some kind, like, and you're going to be fine. Like, I think that's, I think that's, I think people are just trying to hype up, like, you know, the cloud-based gaming as being the replacement, but it's not going to replace it. I think it'll be a side facet you can, you can see using when you're like on the go, if you want to try something, but I don't think it's going to be like taking over consoles, you know? Yeah, look at Stadia. Look at the hype behind Stadia and look yeah. where it's at now. I remember when first Stadia came out, everybody was overhyping it. This is it. It works. 1080p, 64K. And three years later, chirp, 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 chirp. Like, where's Stadia at now? Like, we hardly hear anything about it. So, and that's supposed to be, like, uh, from what I hear, they're further ahead than everybody else. But, like, who's actually playing it? Like, who's actually hyping it, you know? You know, I feel bad anyone who actually par- actually purchased it. I feel bad for anyone that actually bought that thing. Oh and, man, yeah. And Porter, you know, I really appreciate you because you mentioned how, like, you know, Microsoft they're doing or whatever they can to hype up, you know, what's going on behind, you know, the scene where PlayStation, you know, they they have their own struggles, and Microsoft they just overhyping us, you know, to we need to get an Xbox. We we need we need to be accustomed to, you know, Microsoft. But at the same time, again, like you said, cheap, 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 cheap. Where's them first party games? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're, they're, they're hurting. Where, Especially where, when that's like the biggest selling point for Game Pass, right? Exactly. That was the number one thing. Day and day first party, the big AAA titles. But when you look at it from since 2017, they haven't really pushed a lot of Nothing. big AAA first party. They, 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 have, they don't have a lot. Nothing. You know? and, 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 and see, this is, what I, this is what I forgot to mention too. Like, okay, since they're working on these RPG games, right? You know, you got Elder Scrolls 6, you got Starfield, mm. Outer Worlds 2. Um, I can't think about any other RPG Avowed. Games. Avowed. So, so again, again, Marsman, why do they need Final Fantasy Remake if they're already going to work on it? exclusive uh, it's because they want GG money. Because they, they want money. No, 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 no. I want Sony to have more. No, 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 no. Sony owns JRPG. <laughs> Final Fantasy, the, the Square Enix is going to say, wait, so we can make more money by putting it on Xbox 2? I don't care. Next fail. <laughs> okay. They're going to make more money. They're going to make more money when Fallout 5 releases, when Elder Scrolls 6, Starfield, Avow, Perfect Dark. All those games that's coming, they gonna and, get all that money. And Final and Fantasy VII remake. No, be quiet. No, 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 no. But you know, here's the, here's the thing, Yusa. I will say this. I understand what you're trying to say. You know what? Let's 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 split the field. You guys got the Western RPGs. We'll get the JRPGs, and then we're cool. Microsoft don't play that. If if Microsoft can grab Final Fantasy, if there's a window of opportunity where they where Phil can just write a check. And get Final Fantasy 7 and remake and all that stuff on Xbox, especially through Game Pass, he's gonna do it, right? 
It's just he's not going to – if he can't get it, it's probably because there's a contract obligation. That's the only thing that's stopping him. It isn't money. You could best believe yes, it's man. not money. If if he is able to buy it, he will buy it. With that, I say all that to say this. Sony has to have the same attitude. They cannot simply lean back and be like, you know what? We'll just take care of the JRPGs. We'll let Microsoft have the Western RPGs. They can't do that. They can't. They have to compete with Western RPG. That's why they got KOTOR. KOTOR is a Western RPG, right? Um, Horizon, um, you know, Forbidden West is a Western RPG. They have to compete. So, like, I know you hype Square Enix as the next purchase. In my opinion, if Sony wants to have a portfolio, because I think they got the JRPGs unlocked, I think where they their new weakness that opened up ever since the purchase of Bethesda, they lost Fallout, they lost Elder Scrolls, and a lot. And so again, if, if you look, why do you want if, Final Fantasy on there? Listen, listen, because they want to compete. Nope, no, 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 Microsoft, Microsoft wants to be the company that has Fallout, Elder Scrolls, and Final Fantasy. What? So what is so what? What I mean for what? Uh, so that way you can buy Xbox and not PlayStation. No, no, no that's no, how it no, is. No, 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 because hear me what on mean this. No. <laughs> I want to. I want to address this real quick. But that's why. Listen, no. that's what Phil wants to do. Listen, Phil got Persona now. He he got Yakuza. He's not gonna let it go. If he can get Final Fantasy, he will go after it because he can say, "You can play all the Final Fantasies on Game Pass." Plus Fallout, plus Elder Scrolls, plus Avowed, plus Outer World, you know, Sony, and the reason why I'm saying this, Sony has to do the same thing. So in my opinion, they shouldn't go after Square Enix. If I if I was at the table and they told me, hey, who do we need to go after? I will tell them we need to go after CD Projekt Red. We need to boost up our Western RPG portfolio before people noticed, because before people played, you know, Horizon Forbidden West. Fallout, Elder Scrolls on our platform. Well, people are going to notice if they haven't realized already, you're not going to get the next Fallout. You're not going to get the next Elder Scrolls. It's not going to come to our console. So what do we have to answer for that? Well, maybe the next Witcher 4 only on PlayStation PC. I'm just saying. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Sony, ha Sony, Sony has to do... Sony has to do to Xbox what Xbox what Phil's trying to do. He's trying to grab these Japanese games. And if you could get them, by now, now by listen, now. listen by now, I'll give you a perfect example. No, We're no, no. finally getting, I'll give you an example. We're finally getting Final Fantasy online. Mm -hmm. After like four years, like now we're getting it. After like two years of it being in the West, Phil ain't playing. If he can get Final Fantasy, he's going to get Final Fantasy. By the how, only thing, I, I want to tell you this, by how, what? By um putting on, what's his name, Kojima on hostage? What? Come on now, yeah, just like how he, yeah, 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 you laugh because you know yeah, what I'm exactly. talking about. Yeah, by putting him on hostage, by telling, hey man, you gonna work with me? Like, bro, you trying to be the <laughs> suge knight of the game? Listen, listen, listen. Come Phil's on, gonna, man. Phil's gonna be like no. this. Phil's gonna be like, welcome to Death Row. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna get it. And the reason why I'm saying this is, if that's his logic, Sony needs to think the same way. You trying to go after JRPGs? We're gonna go after Western RPGs. We're not gonna let you chill with western rpgs and you guys chill. nah we're gonna get cold tour we're gonna buy cd project red we're gonna get witcher 4 sorry guys you want witcher 4 come to this house cyberpunk 2079 or 2199 nah son 
That's and they I, fear. You know what? I'm glad you said that, Paul, because I want they that to that. that's going to keep possible a lot. But not, but... <laughs> I, like, I like this, man. man. <laughs> you like that. You see? They're, <laughs> okay. You can't okay. understand. You know, they, 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 there is no truth. Be like, hey, Microsoft, stay away from the JRPGs. We'll stay away from Western RPGs. Fair deal? Feels like, fuck that. My company's worth $2 trillion. <laughs> I'm buying. He's, gonna, he's, hope, got, he's I, got the cash, dude. You could do it. That's a, that's a scary I just thing. hope Death Stranded. I just hope Death Stranded doesn't go on Microsoft. But before I we, think Sony pay for that. That's a no. So Death Strandings are Strandings are actual Sony IP. Okay, okay. Because so Sony IP. So Jimmy even but, said it. Jimmy even said this himself that you know they've been partners for like how many years? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like they've been working together. Yeah. Like he he feels more comfortable working with Sony than not, like how yeah, he's yeah. about to transition with you know Microsoft. But what you're about to say, I, I don't know if Microsoft would want to get that. The, was the UPS simulator the Death Stranding? You know what's funny? That's the truth. It was a UPS. It was a FedEx simulator, man. <laughs> the <laughs> only thing I think the game was okay. I know some people love it. Was, love it was a love hate. The one thing I appreciate was the chiral network, and I think that specific gameplay of people merging worlds and building onto it. I think that has great gameplay potential in other games. I think like Kojima created something, and I have a feeling somebody is one day. Maybe that kid is ten years old. But 10 years from now, that kid's going to be 20 and is going to take that concept and create a new IP and just take that 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 chiral network to a whole new level. We're just waiting for that. You know, somebody, you know, it's kind of like you made a hot line, but I made it a hot song. I'm just waiting for that developer to take that concept and make it into a hot song. Because overall, it was a postal simulator. It was FedEx simulator. It is. It's not a lie. It was a FedEx simulator. Yes, it was. But that chiral, but that chiral world-building gameplay... That has potential for something great. Somebody just needs to take it to the next level. I hear that. I hear that. So the last uh, two things I want to talk about before we conclude this podcast is about um, the Summer Game Fest recap and the Forspoken being delayed to uh, January 23rd, 2023. Mm -hmm. So my take on, you know, the Forspoken being delayed, you know, even though I was hoping that it would have come to, it would have came in October because you know mm -hmm. we were still in the mix of it. If God of War was gonna release this generation, yeah. right? And then I felt like if it would have released in October, October would have been a competitive month. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So now that it's gonna be releasing in in 2023, I don't see how Microsoft even have a chance to compete mm -hmm. with these first party games that Sony's about to release. Like, look, they only got Starfield and Redfall and everybody already everybody already had backlashes on that. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think well, Forza, I think Forza, yeah, Forza, Forza, Forza 8. Come on, come on, man. Come on. We talking about I, games that I, we can I, do I, all those super kick cards. So, so, I mean, so, 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 so hold on, let me finish. So, 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 so look at this. And Stalker, what is it, Stalker? I think Stalker 2023. So I think Senua's Senua's saga is also coming out 2023, I think. Yeah. So so they got Forspoken, Spider-Man 2, Final Fantasy 16, three hitters yeah. right there. Three hitters right there. Yeah. What does Sony, what does Microsoft have to compete with there? You know what I'm Starfield. saying? Okay, we say Starfield, but we already having backlashes right now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm also I'm also gonna say they they delayed it because they gotta spruce it up a little bit. You know what I mean? That's kind yeah. of the and the same thing with Forspoken. Like listen, I think at the end of the day. 
um, you know, may, delaying a game to make it look better, that's that's fine. Like, I, I have no problem with that. Like, I, I think that most of these games that got delayed, like Redfall and, and Tar Starfield, needed time to, you know, make sure that the, it didn't get the Halo Infinite show early and, like, everyone, like, holy crap, this look, doesn't look good. And then no. is, that's what happened in Halo Infinite, too. They, they delayed it an entire year because the first instant they said, yeah, this doesn't look good. All right, well, let's take a whole year. Let's let's, let's delay it, make it look nice, and now let's put it out. Same same thing is going to happen with all these, and the same thing with Forspoken. I think 2023 always like every year we always say the next year looks amazing. Like I said last year, we were like 2022 is going to be sick with all these games coming out, and then mm -hmm. everything gets delayed, and now we have really like some games coming out. 23 2023 looks like a sick year. We got to wait and see which game. Yeah, the delay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hit yeah. me on this portal. You know what else that can compete? What what would surpass Starfield? You forgot about this Breath of Wild two. Mm, Nintendo, yeah, the Breath of the Wild two is that year too. That's gonna Breath be a big Wild one. two might beat everybody. Like if that game yeah. comes out and does more than the last game, it might just beat everybody. Yeah, yeah. Breath of the Wild. There's no Nintendo first party. There's no joke. But I would say before spoken, I don't know. I think it got delayed to avoid the smoke. Because when you think about it, with God of War in in November, Modern Warfare two is looking dope. You still got Gotham Knights. You got Harry Potter. Um, 2K comes out in September also. So usually 2K comes out that month. It's a pretty stacked holiday. And I think Square Enix is like, wait a minute. The last time we did some stupid shit like this, it was a game called Tomb Raider. We released in November and nobody bought it. Even though it was a great game, but because there was so many other games around it, it didn't have a chance. There's only so many games gamers can buy. And between Harry Potter, you know, uh, uh, Gotham Knights, The Last of Us re remake is also September. Two K, Madden's in August. You yeah, know, not a war November. There's just it's just too much top killer titles. So a game like Forspoken might get that might be the sacrificial lamb. So they're like, so they're probably like, you know what? We're gonna avoid the holiday period because the games they they delayed it to January. So yeah, it's not yeah, a January 24th. Yeah, so it's not like they delayed it a whole year. Because if they were delayed mm -hmm. a whole year, then that's a quality issue. But they delayed in January. They're not going to be working much in December. Because that's like the holiday schedule. So really, October, the game was supposed to come out in October. So you're talking really a little bit of November, a little bit of December. And December is mostly packaging and shipping. So how much polishing can you really do in about a month? I don't think... I don't think it's really much of polishing. I think it was, they just try to avoid the smoke. They want to give the game to be as successful as possible. Um, it's also a smart move for a game like Forspoken because the game will benefit from the holiday sales because it's a PS5 exclusive. And then more PS5s will be, um, you know, available. Available. More people will buy PS5s. More people, you know, immediately after the holiday, they're looking for new content, right? You know, November, Christmas. You know, you buy a console Christmas. January comes around. Yo, oh shit, the new PS5 game. So I think it's a strategic, you know, I think it was more strategic in terms of the success of the game. You know, wait for more PS5 sales. Keep it away from the smoke because there's just too many hitters around that period. January comes around. Everybody has their little two, three months of Call of Duty out their system. Two, three months of Got the Night out their system. Even with God of War, it would be like six weeks of playing it. You know, I think it's January twenty third. I think that's I think that's the right time where people might consider looking for something new. So I think it has a better shot of success. So I think what it is, I think it was just avoid the smoke. 
<laughs> just no, move it. it. I, I really know that actually makes sense, you know. Mm -hmm. But also, I wanted to talk about, you know, the Summer Game Fest. And the only thing I remember that I'm more looking forward to play, which which was the Witchfire, if you guys are mm -hmm. familiar with that game. Uh, I saw. I, I, I remember seeing it. I remember yeah. seeing it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to playing that. And then uh, Street Fighter Six. I think that was mentioned on there. But there was. Oh, yeah. There, there was yeah I, I think the biggest one. Yeah, Street Fighter Six. Was was that was also. Yeah, that was also shown. Um, I think during the state. That was a Sony state of play too. They showed that as yes. well. I think they. But the big one I saw was Call of Duty. I mean, that, that was like the star of the show. Yeah, I think everyone kind of was wanted to see Call of Duty. Duty and, yes, yes. And, and I mean, uh, unfortunately, the Summer Game Fest it didn't really show me as much as I would like. You know, like, unfortunately, they didn't give me as many exclusives or any triple. Like, it's not really an exclusive showcase, but more just bigger games. But Call of Duty, obviously, being shown in more depth was really cool. It kind of showed me that Call of Duty was trying to kind of do a reboot. Of the original Mon Warfare by that first mm. mission was like the submarine, uh, like the that, that cruiser ship mission. Yep, I was like, yep, dude, this I, is literally play yep, by play from the yep, old mission. Yep, and yep. I was like, dude, I can memorize this backwards. Like, yeah. you know, like so it just showed me that doing a reboot. And I was like, all right, this is cool. I'm also a little like, guys, like, you could you can kind of like change it up a little. That's exactly yeah. the same. But you know, it's like <laughs> it's literally like, dude, no, $70, $70, same thing. I was like, dude, come on. <laughs> Hey man, he's not lying yeah. about that though. Yeah. But do you have any thoughts about that on um, Portal on the Summer Game Fest? Like, what did you find that was interesting to you? I think I think Street Fighter Six was huge. Um, can't wait to get into that. Um, I think Call of Duty was mentioned. Um, the one thing that was weird, I think that's where they announced the Last of Us remake. Um, oh, okay. at the end of the show, that was the last of the show, the Last of Us remake. I, I have mixed feelings. I was sorry. It's all right. So I'm gonna be honest. When they show the presentation, I have mixed feelings. Because I'm like, a remake of a remaster? So a remake of a remaster that was originally on PS3. So you have the PS3 game. Then they remastered it to make it 60 frames and look better. And now you're remaking it again. So I was like, mixed feelings. Because I'm, I'm, I'm all about the remakes. But I'm like, games that really need it. Like Demon's Souls definitely needed a remake. Because it was on PS3. And if you play that version, pretty rough. Maybe some PS2 games like Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater. I would oh, love. Yeah, oh, please. please remake that game. The yeah. original Metal Gear Solid 1 from the PlayStation 1. Please. Silent Hill. Those games, if you were to remake, like, like Capcom had the right idea. When they remade Resident Evil 2, that's legit. That's what I'm talking about. So when I saw The Last of Us, I'm like, man, that, you know, The Last of Us remaster was really, really designed well. And I'm like, I'm not feeling about this. I'm like, I got it, but I'm going to avoid it. $70, though. $70. Yeah, so, but, $70. but I will say, I think maybe three weeks later... <laughs> I like that uh, I brought three, that up. No, but, listen, but three weeks later, Naughty Dog showed the comparison. And I'm like... I'm like, hold up, bro. I'm like... I'm a, I'm going to be like... I think I might have to cop that game because it looks worlds differently apart. I mean, I understand it's the same story, but like when they show Triss... How she looks, she looks like an actual old woman in the apocalypse, you know, post war, whatever. Like the like they redesigned the background, it just looks it looks incredible. And I have a feeling this was like the test bed of what they're gonna show for their future games, cause it just looks I was like, Oh man, I'm like, I'm really considering playing it now because it just looks absolutely phenomenal. It's like worlds apart. Does it have to be 70, though? No, no, but see, see, I don't know, No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I like that. I like that. It's kind of like a roof, Chris, steak. Look, you can make your own steak, 
at a cheaper price. <laughs> but see, but like, see, literally, the re they did three. This is like the third remastering of this thing. Like, like it's like having the same steak three times. Like, yeah. I'm gonna pay more for that same people, steak. Yeah. Like, yo, but now you, you see, can, you can give me a discount, man. I bought three steaks. Dude. Right, 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 right. Can I get buy buy three get one free yeah. or something yeah, like that? Like, so just give me a discount. I'll, I'll pay forty, like the, like forty re for remasters, yeah. but like then, seventy, bro. But just Marvin, be like Game Pass. Go to the Golden Corral and just get a buffet. Or you can eat. But Marvin, <laughs> Marvin, did you see why I brought that up? Because yeah. I think it was the collector edition of Last of Us remake. It was already sold out. So what's it the did. issue? So what's the issue of buying games with that is seventy dollars when they could yeah. just go buy that collector edition that's over like a hundred dollars? That's why I was like, yeah, oh, I, you can, I can go buy. I can I can go buy Last of Us PS4 edition, right? And pay pay pay, pay like twenty bucks. Go put in my PS5 and play it, and I'm still gonna be like, wow, this is great. Yeah. Keep paying seventy dollars for a look, revamped graphical look. fidelity. I'm like, guys, you can charge less for that. Like, if you made a Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater or Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, I'm paying you 100 bucks. Yes. I've been waiting for that thing forever. Like, yeah. The Last of Us remake for the third time is like, <laughs> much. Much, guys. I know what you mean. That's why, that's why I'm like in now, the middle, bro. When I saw it, I'm like, man, this looks really good, though. My frustration with... And I don't think I'm going to buy it, though. No, I'm no, not no, sure. No. I'm... I'm, I'm I'm iffy. My frustration with the last of a remake was that okay, so they owned by Naughty Dogs, right? Where is my Jack and Daxter reboot? Yeah, where is that, that at? You. They're so I can tell you making games for what? You're not gonna get that. I can tell you oh, that much. It's so it's not happening. They're, so they're that, moving. That's, so why I, that, that's why I feel like this generation. It, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take it too personal, but I feel like it's gonna be stressful for a lot of consumers because they're not able <laughs> yeah, to to. Like Sly Cooper, then not yeah. no one. Oh. Yeah, I know what you mean. Sly Some Cooper, people, hold on, hold on, not just Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper, Resistance, and Infamous, uh, an actual Killzone game, Infamous, Onimusha. Uh, you remember Demon Sage? You play that Portal? Yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you mean. Some people want Dino Crisis. Not happening. Gungrave Core. Where's Le the Legend of Dra Legend of Dragoon? People are dying. Dark yeah. Cloud. People are like, yeah, you know, say, um, Soul Reaver, Legacy of Kane. We were like, Yo, you know, <laughs> like, nah, Last of Us remake. <laughs> but then the thing is, it gets sold out. So we're kind of like, gamers are like our own worst enemy, you know, it, because we, 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 you know what I mean? It, we're kind of no, like our is. own worst enemy. We're like, yeah, holy cow, the Last of Us remake. And then Rapiro comes out. Yeah. <laughs> they buy it and it's yeah. sold out. I know. It's just I know what you mean. Uh, it's, it's it's just a little struggle to. But I can tell you, Jack and Daxter, we're not seeing that. That's not. It, it's it's because we were such big fans of Last of Us. Like you know, yeah, we'll buy it. You know, we're fans of the game. But it's like you don't need that third one. Like you know what I mean? Like you buying more of it just gives Sony more incentive to keep doing remasters. Yes. Like give us remasters of some other games, man. Like yeah. come on. that I mean, really needs it. That, that, you know, like Snake Eater needs it. If they do a sneak eater and make the gameplay like Metal Gear Solid Five Phantom Pain, dude, I, I, I'm buying a hundred bucks for that. I'm paying a hundred bucks. No, no problem. Yeah. yeah, no problem for me. No issue. <laughs> you know, for yeah. another Metal Gear Solid, dude, I'm dying for it. Oh, man, God. man, look, all I want to say to this is that you know I think we finally at the end point of this episode. Um, I want to appreciate Portal Rock seventy seven and Mars Van Gaming. Uh, is there anything that you want to give the audience, uh, Marsman, that you want to tell the audience? Um, 
Yeah, listen, man, I'm always having fun on these podcasts, dude. I've been I've been on these for how many episodes? You saw so around like three or three or four at this point, right? Around yeah. three. Yeah, I think three, three or four now, episodes at this point. Now. Yeah, three. Yeah, you know, this is my fourth one. You, been my, I'm having a blast, dude. Yeah, you've been my. Yeah, ride I, I got your back, dude. Yeah, yeah I've been, you've been I've my been ride or die. You. But today, yeah. it seemed like you want Final Fantasy to come on game. Like I said, if it comes, <laughs> we come to your house, man. But other than that, though, uh, Porter, uh, do you have anything you want to uh, say to the audience, man? I really appreciate you, man. Like you literally enlightened me. With a lot of hey. people that I did not know. Yeah, I'm glad we finally hooked up because I know we've been trying to do it for the last couple of weekends. But yes. hey, I truly appreciate it, man. Thank you for inviting our podcast. I gotta get you guys on when we have some good juicy stuff. We're gonna get you on the podcast. 60 frames, no lag. We're gonna cut it up. You know, shout you out channels. But hey, everybody, I appreciate it to the chat. Hope you enjoyed the show. It's the only friend is YouTube streets, Port Rock 77. Come through my channel every Tuesday. Now it's at 5:30 p.m. uh 8:30 p.m. Eastern time, 5:30 p.m. Pacific. And we chop it up with the crew, you know. Definitely want you two guys to get on and chop it up. Uh, we had a great time, man. This has been a great time. Yes, yes, I appreciate you guys. So now we're at the end point of Useless Podcast.